Hey everybody, welcome to episode 119 of Video Game Apocalypse. I am always as I as always am your mellifluous host, Michael Rivarez, who's here in the kitchen studio with me. I'm David Rudden and I'm carefully moving my microphone around. I think it's that should collapse. be you should that should be more deadpan. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Tyler Wild fr- and I'm here. Oh, good, good. Who else is here? I'm Ann Lewis, and I'm not here. Oh, no colorful pseudonym this week. Mm, I couldn't come up with anything on the fly. You disappoint me, Ann. Ann's not here, man. So sayeth everyone in my life. No. I'm just kidding. That's not true. That's good. Uh, So anyway, it's kind of a dead week in terms of uh, game releases and news, and probably something will happen tomorrow that will prove me wrong. Emoto dies. Oh, no! Bite your fucking tongue! Not gonna happen. No, you're right. <laughs> Until it does, and then yeah. if it does, then I then it's uh, your the, fault. The coolest psychic in the world. Uh-huh. Dave wakes up every day and says that just because yeah. he wants to be right one day. What I say instead of God bless you is like Nemo just died. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> uh, we're off to a dark start. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, because it's uh, kind of dead, and because it's the midpoint of the year, uh, it seemed like as good a time as any. Well, actually, the only time to do our yearly tradition and say talk about the five best games of the year so far. Uh, let's just jump right in with... Number five. I know none of you have played this. I believe this is the film Platoon. Ah, you're <laughs> very close. Ugh. It's the film Splatoon. Oh, okay. <laughs> Charlie Sheen was great. In it. <laughs> this is, a, yeah, Splatoon. The plopping and constant gunfire and weird J-pop weren't good enough indications. Yes. It's surprisingly fantastic, despite the fact that we kind of talked it down early Chris on. Chris hates it. Chris absolutely yeah. hates it because he just played the global test fire. You know why? Decided it was awful. Why? the most He's Nintendo. Bad at it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to do a beta test... Nintendo, of course, has to make it as difficult as possible. Just like uh, three one-hour sessions during an entire week. And uh, if you don't do those, then you're shadow of luck. And, yeah, for some reason when Chris was doing it, he was terrible at it. And Yeah. Well, it's not like the game really holds your hand that much for a Nintendo game. Like, there's surprisingly little tutorial. It just kind of throws you in. And when you're playing it first, like, there are two goals... Mm -hmm. The first goal is to help your team win by painting as much of the arena as possible. And the second goal is to help yourself progress by killing uh, enemy team members, whatever. Chris was of the opinion that there was only the painting the arena. So he said, like, well, of course the person with the roller wins. And, you know, you start off with the baby machine gun. So it's really, it takes a while to get to that point. And until you reach, like, level four, everybody, like, there there are a bunch of item shops because it's set in this, like, recreation of Shibuya. And a bunch of item shops where people just like, oh, you're not so fresh. (laughs) <laughs> Come back when you're fresh. You'll be fresh at level four. Then you can start buying stuff. Fresh? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, you're not fresh. You're not, like you're not styling fresh? enough. Yes. Oh, okay. Funky fresh. <laughs> did, you guys, uh, did you guys watch that uh, Nintendo tournament thing they did at E3? 
That, that was oh, yeah. like the most joyous part of E3 for me. Oh, yeah? Was watching a Splatoon tournament with a little kid, like mm. shoutcasting it, yeah. along with people just like interrupting Aww. the adults to like Aww. to tell them like, here's wait. Well, the roller can use a lot of paint, and like just interrupting the adults to tell That's them his, his strategy. It was amazing. It was like, <laughs> like it was the least cynical I was during E3. Was watching like people play Splatoon with like a little kid narrating. Yeah. Well, I was I was shocked by Splatoon because I did not expect to like it as much as I did. Uh, the, I normally don't really like multiplayer shooters because, uh, confession, I suck at them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, yes, I really don't like it because I suck. As all writers about games Exactly, do. <laughs> exactly. We're playing it wrong, Tyler. <laughs> We're observing oh. the environment, not uh, uh-huh. looking at who we're supposed to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, in Splatoon, I don't know. Like, I feel like some of the... I mean, it's still very competitive, but I feel like some of the meanness, mean-spiritedness is taken out of the competition. Like, I don't feel like people are who are much better than me are, like, constantly just gunning for me and headshotting me, like, three seconds after I appear. Uh, you can kind of switch up your focus. There's no voice chat, so nobody's yelling at you or getting mad or taunting you, whatever. There's um, no uh, crouching embedding, so you can't uh, teabag anybody. Exactly, yeah. And you can turn into a squid and hide in your own paint, which is pretty great. Uh, but the, the thing I really like about it is it's kind of like what I had... In a way, it's what I had hoped Sunset Overdrive would be. In that... You take that back. Sunset Overdrive is great. Mm, I didn't really like it, because I find Sunset Overdrive to be exhausting. Because it's like, if, if you like... Tony Hawk, and you like it specifically because you did a lot of manuals to bust out massive combos, then yes, you will like Sunset Overdrive. But for me, like, if it's constantly telling you, like, your guns won't do as much damage unless you do a bunch of jumping combos and slide all over the place constantly, and, like, this is kind of tiresome after a while. Like, I don't enjoy this. But uh, when I say it's what I hope Sunset, Sunset Overdrive would be, like, they're both very colorful games, and they both feel heavily influenced by Jet Set Radio. Oh, yeah. And I think Splatoon is, in a lot of ways, a more direct uh, descendant of Jet Set Radio's DNA. It's super colorful. You're painting things all the time. Uh, Yeah, but I don't see any kids grinding. Wait, I should rephrase that. (laughs) Uh, You don't grind on things on the... It's hard to put kids in grind in the same (laughs) sentence and then be okay with it. There's no pulse of grind. Again, no. <laughs> Don't use that either. Why aren't these kids grinding their asses against each other? Oh, no, wait. No, that's wrong. So, like, uh, a, is, is there some kind of story to it? Because I read an article about, like, the creepy sort of fan theories about the death yes, of the civilization. There is. <laughs> so, so, yeah, there, there is more to that. When you start the game, again, you're, you're kind of in this Shibuya-style shopping plaza with, like, these huge Japanese idols and stuff on the buildings. And, like, everything's super Japanese, super cute, and... You're kind of encouraged, like, go compete and do stuff. And you, you're like, is, is multiplayer the only thing? And, like, at some point it casually points out, like, oh, yeah, there's also this weird old man in the sewer. Maybe stay away from him. Hmm. So you go up and talk to him, and he sounds like this. <laughs> So he's kind of like an Animal Crossing yeah. character, but it sounds vaguely Japanese. And uh, he tells you about a secret conspiracy that the Octarians are invading. And uh, I think that's what they're called, the Octarians. I could be wrong, but they're uh, a race of octopi 
that like live underground and the squid luminati yeah so he puts you through this this series of levels where you're fighting aliens and huge bosses and there's kind of a portal-ish feel to it because a lot of the game is like you're you're painting the level and then you can turn into a squid and you can surf through your own paint. So your paint is essential to getting around in the levels as well as just killing enemies. And that's pretty cool. And, and you know, it sounds a lot like this. It's just a bunch of nonsense sounds, but you get the idea. Um, but the... Yeah, the, you were asking, Tyler, the... the future thing, what I have heard from people who have written about it after piecing together, there's like a bunch of hidden lore that you can discover in the single player game. And what it seems to be is that this, it's set far in the future after humanity has become extinct, thanks to pollution, and squids have evolved to take over the earth. And they they now occupy the niche that humans once occupied. When you say humans aren't extinct, is that E-X-T- I N K E D extinct. <laughs> God damn it, Dan! Nice, uh, that's clever. Well, what that's I clever. what I the video what floor I saw, is this apartment on again? I'm gonna jump out. <laughs> uh, you'd, you'd you'd break a few bones, but you'd probably live. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what I heard was like a boss level where someone just stood still instead of like doing anything, and the background noises sound like like there was some story about like taking resources from like. Alien? I don't know. But the, the background noises yeah. were like legitimately creepy screeches and like things falling apart and oh, metal weird. grating against metal. Well, the uh, that is part of the, the storyline that the uh, aliens or the Octarians, whatever, they've yeah. been stealing uh, these bugs that the squids use for power. And so each level is you're, you're going through and trying to uh, liberate these bugs to take them back to where they belong. Of all... Which is powering the squid hegemony. Hmm. Of all the animals to take over in the fall of humanity, squids would probably hmm. be the last I would think of. Yeah, but if they're like Super bees, Mario squids... Bees are pretty high on that yeah, list. Yeah, bees are on the way out, man. Well, not like wasps and shit. Well, those aren't bees. Those are wasps. Okay. They're horrible. Wasps. I found I out today... I mean, I th- just assume that wasps, yellow jackets, and hornets are trying to take over the planet. Apparently, in anyway. some parts of the country, they call wasps meat bees. I learned hmm. that today. Meat bees? Yeah, like that's a... There was an article. meat? I guess. Well, they are... Yeah, they're carnivorous, but that's terrifying. Meat bees is good eating. Them, <laughs> them damn meat bees. <laughs> my other, my other favorite thing about Splatoon is that the uh, Seattle All Mariners, my meat, <laughs> the Seattle Mariners who are owned by Nintendo, have had to had to play in front of a bunch of Splatoon ads for like a uh, month. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh. Oh. Well, none of you have anything to say about this. No, either, I haven't played so it. <laughs> let's move on to number four. <laughs> There's a key phrase in that, Tyler. I know you've played this. <laughs> yeah. Story in the Blind Forest. Yes! Uh, that's a great goddamn game. It's a great 
pretty pretty quick, like six seven hour Metroidvania that yeah. I really loved. You but, reviewed it, right? Yeah, yeah, really well constructed, super difficult in in places oh, yeah. like very pretty to look at. Yeah, super pretty, uh, very well animated. Has an opening that I think rivals the first fifteen minutes of Up for uh, tugging on the heartstrings. Yeah, there's a lot of heartstrings tugged. It never uh, really matches that sort of level of emotion, which I was a, li- a little disappointed by. Like the opening cinematic is one thing and then it just sort of gets into the game mm-hmm. but and I was I, I kind of wanted a little more like Metroid-y finding upgrades and stuff but I mean those are just uh, there really, is still a lot of that yeah and those are just surface criticisms on top of what is a beautiful game mm-hmm. like it's it's probably yeah. the prettiest game of its style I think I've played. Well, and the upgrades, you have conversations with them, if you can call them that, because it's in the yeah. same made-up language that tree in the intro uses. Does that sound like Midna to anybody else? Yeah. A little bit. I was actually just thinking that, yeah. Yeah. But, but it's also very. It, I like the dreamy quality of the game. It's really cool, and like you said, it gets super hard. Like you have yeah. these sort of boss levels where you just really have to repeat like escape sequences yes. until you get them right. Uh-huh. And at first, I was like, "Fuck this!" But you know, it's that thing where it's never too hard that you're not going to do it after the tenth or fifteenth try. Yeah, yeah, roughly that. But it's yeah, and it it was a kind of a surprise the first time, like with the the water coming in and filling up that tree. But the game wasn't that hard up until then. Yeah. And suddenly it's like, yeah. holy and then shit. It's, like, it's, you're, you're totally unprepared because, like, where the fuck did this come from? Like, I just <laughs> did this dungeon and all of a sudden I'm running for my life from this rushing water. And, like, it's there's almost no margin of error. You have to, like, nail every single jump. And if you if you die or fall behind, you immediately have to do it over uh, again. I think, and then we talked about it with this game. But the best uh, skill is there's... So you, you're... Your weapon, I guess, if you can call it that, just kind of is like homing orbs. You never, yeah. you never have to They're aim. Very short range. It's not like Metroid like that. But you have all these movement abilities mm-hmm. that that give you certain powers. And the best one is like in midair, you can press a, like once you unlock it, you can press a button. If another enemy is in midair or a projectile, you then slow down time and get an arrow, and you can like sling yourself past them and shoot mm-hmm. them in the other direction. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you can, like, shoot projectiles back at people or shoot the actual enemy that's jumping at you, like... Onto some spikes. Off a cliff or... Yeah. And it's great, and you can chain them over these huge gaps, which is just... Yeah. yeah I don't know, like, uh, great movement systems are one of the... Probably my, like, number one favorite thing in games, you know, like Mirror's mm-hmm. Edge, whatever. Anything that lets me, like, seamlessly move around a level and, like, double jump and climb up walls and crap like that. Yeah, makes me really happy. Well, it's it's a weird kind of story setup too because like you're a a glowing white sprite creature basically that's been right. born from a tree and you get lost during a storm and then uh, adopted by this gor- like creature that looks like a gorilla wearing a a, op- a drama mask yeah. or something. <laughs> it reminds me of ah oh, crap, what are those like kid robot figures that you can paint? Uh, like the monies or yeah, whatever. Yeah, reminds okay. me of like a giant money. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when did this come out? This was uh, earlier this year. I want to say like March. Yeah. See, I'm in this weird place because it came out at $20, right? Yeah. That was, that was initially the sticking point. It's like $20 mm. for a... It was like... It was pretty cheap on the Steam sale recently. Ah, uh, see. I yeah. 
Which I should buy more games on, on Steam. PC, now yeah. I'm I'm in the I'm in like the uh, the weird purgatory of like uh, this game's gonna be dro- it's gonna get a weekly uh, discount on <laughs> PSN or yeah. Xbox One. Oh, it's never it's... coming to PSN because it's oh, right. Microsoft it, Studios. Yeah. You got a oh. 360 controller, Dave. Yeah. You, got, you got an HDMI port on mm. that uh, laptop. You should just start. That's buying all you that. need. Because uh, like true. you can play a game, you know, a two D game like Ori in the Blind Forest, and yeah, you're gonna get a good true. discount. And it's Steam. it's super pretty. And one thing I got uh, somebody called me out on when I reviewed it for IGN. They're like, "Oh yeah, thanks for pointing out how great the music is and how it fucking tra- makes the game a transcendent experience." <laughs> I'm like. Okay, dude, calm down. But yes, you're right. I'm sorry. I forgot to say that because the music is fucking phenomenal. You may be hearing good. some of it right now. You should have just replied, I'm deaf, okay? Yeah. I'm... <laughs> Don't you feel bad for saying that now? I can't hear music. Only words. Yeah. Stop holding your auditory privilege over me, you asshole. I put the speakers down on the on the ground and put my face up against it so I could sense the beats, but I guess I couldn't do it well enough for you, <laughs> you jerk. I imagine there's a more proficient way for deaf people to hear music. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, anyway, I've, I've said it before, I've said it again, like, this is a fantastic game. Buy it if you need it to be discounted. Wait for the discount, but fucking buy it. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah, you'll 100% enjoy it. Just even if you're just yeah. listening to the music and looking at the animation and the animated Unless you, you totally hate 2D Metroidvanias that look amazing, then... Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you have to not mind that it's going to, like, you're going to get stuck for a, a little yeah. bit in certain parts. You have to be prepared for some high fucking difficulty. You will get through it. Yeah, you will. You will. I mean, anybody can. Uh, not like this next game. Number three. Always defending the weak and the helpless. That's what I like about you. Predictable. And that's why we're gonna win. We know your move before you do. We know how you think! Do you know what I'm thinking right now? <laughs> of course. You're thinking, who the hell is this guy? No. I'm just trying to decide which Batman. one of you I'm going to take out first. Yep. It's Batman! He's pretty good. When you're in the Batmobile, I have to go. I'm sorry. Uh, see you in Florida. Uh, see you next week. Love you guys. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thanks for coming on, Laser Time CEO Chris Antista. <laughs> Chris he is going to Florida. That. Bye, Chris. Yeah, bye, Chris. Uh, so, yeah. B- Batman. Batman Arkham Knight, mm. which we were kind of cool on initially when it came out. Because, like... Batmobile fucking sucks. Chris Chris told me he felt pretty embarrassed for judging it on the first like half hour, and then as he should have, as I should have. That's unfortunately the 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 space that we bothered to stream Uh was probably fifty percent. No, actually, no. I would say like twenty five percent like Batman stuff, and then seventy five percent driving around in a Batmobile. Yeah, this day and age, shooting at things when you know like. 10,000 people are going to buy your game and immediately stream the first hour. Don't make, make that point. a fucking strong first yeah. hour. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's just a really dangerous uh, thing to do. But, um, I mean, from here on out, we're going to be talking exclusively about games that have amazing voice mm-hmm. acting. Uh, Arkham Knight especially has mm-hmm. some fantastic voice actors like uh, this guy, for example. Nine months ago, Joker was cremated. I pressed the button and burnt the evil bastard myself. Is that Mike? Yeah. That is oh, Mike okay. from Breaking Bad. <laughs> I was I was, I was looking like, up hey. his actual name because it's like, well, I shouldn't always call him Mike Ermintrout. But that he's he's playing uh Commissioner Gordon. Nice. 
Nice. Yeah, wow, what a good choice for Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, yeah. I want him in a movie as Commissioner Gordon. Is he in anything ever Batman um, other than this? He's he's in Community. <laughs> I mean, he's no, in Better Call Saul. Any, any yeah, Batman related. He's great in Better Call Saul. I'm, I can't wait for that. Uh, he's so good. Saul, uh, you can't take that case. <laughs> You'll lose. <laughs> You don't have the right stickers. <laughs> uh, so good. A uh, bunch of other... I'll find his name later. A um, bunch of other fantastic actors in this. Scarecrow plays a very prominent role. I'm a few hours in. He just like keeps talking to me over the, uh, the city's PA system that I assume it has. Um. <laughs> and he's not doing that stupid, st- that stupid stealth stuff from the first one. Um, like that weird dreamscape. No, and actually, I should say, this is how he sounded in the f- in, in Arkham Asylum. Boy, little bat, you're in my world now. So bear that voice in mind when you hear how he sounds in Arkham Knight. How many more bones will you crush? How many lives will you destroy in pursuit of what you call justice? justice. You are the product of everything you fear. Violence. Darkness, helplessness. All that remains is for you to watch as I drag your beloved Gotham into oblivion. That voice sounds really familiar, too. You want to guess who it is? I can't. I was just trying to figure it out. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Fringe. Ah. Oh, it's the, John Noble. Yeah, Justice. I don't, I don't, I know, wouldn't have known the actor's name. But. And uh, Mike Ermintrout is Jonathan Banks. All right, uh, just want to throw that out there. <laughs> I might splice it in earlier. Uh, <laughs> that show Fringe. That show was all right for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah, I never watched it. I know uh, Brett Elston was a big fan, season. but nobody cares about that. <laughs> nobody uh, cares about Brett Elston. No, why would they? Uh, he's not the only like. Oh, everybody in Arkham Knight is fucking amazing. Like, my only complaint, oddly enough, is Kevin Conroy, who, like, Mm -hmm. I am thrilled that you're in this game. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, there are a few things that's like, you kind of sound like you phoned it in on this line. And you've got a ton of, he's got a ton of lines Mm -hmm. in this. So I can't really fault him for, like, a few things sound like he's just... Reading them really loudly in the Batman voice, but yeah, uh, I, maybe this is uh, definitely going to be an unpopular opinion. But I haven't heard him in like the animated series where I guess he did a lot of work too. But mm-hmm. I've played through all of um, Arkham Asylum and like half of Arkham City, and he just sounds like Male Shepherd. Just like okay, I'll Mark go do that. Mayor, is that Male Shepherd? I think so. But the same just lacked of like okay, I see. I'll go do that. I think it's maybe because every interaction in those games is with, like, a an NPC cop who's, like, also very boring and, like, you gotta do this for me, Batman. And they just have this, like, static, like, look. And apparently yeah. Arkham Knight actually has cinematic, more cinematic uh, yeah. angles, but just, like... Well, like, certain things about, like, whenever Batman's talking, mm-hmm. and maybe this is because I'm using one of the alternate costumes, uh. like... I fucking love that they've included like three DLC alternate costumes, and one of them is the classic 1960s uh. TV show <laughs> Batman with like the big eyebrows, <laughs> and like it's so meticulously modeled. Like his underoos look like silk. Like <laughs> his cape like has a little bat clasp on mm. it, and it's amazing. But then when he's talking to people. He's just, like, staring straight ahead, and there's, like, no mm-hmm. expression. He's just, oh, that sounds terrible. I'll go get on that. <laughs> um, 
But he totally says that, too. He does, yes. Uh, the rest of the voice cast is like a who's who mm-hmm. of uh, you know video game voice actors. Nolan North reprises mm-hmm. his role as the Penguin, uh, and he's great you know, doing a weird fake Cockney yeah. accent. <laughs> when he's not um, making sequels, he's... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, what's his name? The other guy who's in everything. Uh, t- uh, you know oh, my I'm God. Yes. Booker. Yeah, I don't know why his name is gone for now. Wait, what happened? Mm. I was just thinking. Has time been overwritten? No, no, I was just literally thinking. Oh, and this guy's in it. Tori, Toby, Toby. No, it's not Toby. What the fuck? Why is it gone now? People at home are screaming like it's fucking what's his face? Yeah, Milo Ackerman. No, that's not it. What is it? God damn it! I left my phone in the other room where I would. Uh, why, I hate that I have to look Troy Baker. Baker God damn it Jesus why Christ that, uh, <laughs> I was closest Let that be known What did you say? I said Toby Because uh, I, I said to, to, to. <laughs> I knew it had what four letters fuck? And that is, It's Troy And then there's a B sound yeah. Toby Bucker <laughs> <laughs> Tobias Bruckner And that's yeah. it Oh that's sad <laughs> We just uh, all had a simultaneous brain And fart. he's in literally everything. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say Ackerman at some point, Michael? Uh, Milo Ackerman. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Baker Ackerman. Too. I once knew a guy named Milo, and I always wanted to call him Toby. That's probably where that came from. <laughs> what? Uh, Why? I don't know. He looked like a Toby. You look like a Toby. I do. <laughs> you know, we all look like Toby. From now on, Troy Baker is Toby Ackerman in my brain. <laughs> Toby Ackerman. <laughs> <laughs> Including if the ch- I get the chance to interview him, I'm gonna go so start Toby, a Toby well, Ackerman. Toby, love. tell me, there is one voice actor who I won't forget the name of. He's been in is I it believe, Toby Ackerman. <laughs> I believe he's been with the series since Arkham Asylum, and you'll probably recognize him instantly, pr- partly because of his catchphrase. Riddle me this: What's dead? You. Uh, you. That's Wally Wingert as the Riddler. Ah. And Wally Wingert is a veteran voice actor. He's been around for decades. I've hidden 400 collectibles in this world. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) But he actually has a deeper connection to Batman than a Hmm. lot of these other voice actors. It's because in 1989, he recorded a novelty song that was a parody of Adamant's Wild Wild West. And it sounded like this. He's got cool and savoir fair In his cape and cowl and his gray underwear Who is the hero that we like best? Gotta be the Batman, gotta be Adam West Adam West this was right before the, the Michael Keaton movie oh came out. So there was like an element of speculation about God, what parody how the movie would be. Over. Yeah, Man, yeah. so over. That I think Weird Al heard that and was just like, dude, that's so corny. <laughs> <laughs> it's got tons of radio play, man. <laughs> Aw, I think it's cute. But anyway, yes, Arkham Knight, uh, fantastic Batman game. I've really been getting addicted to it. I've put aside... Even the next game on our list, just so I can play it for yeah, and concentrate Yeah, I think on that the now. next game on this list is the reason why I haven't been able to play anything can I, can I briefly? Can I briefly whine before we go on sure. to the next one? Uh, Batman Please. Arkham Knight, not available for purchase on PC after they took it back because it was so fucking broken. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah, and it's like, it's a good thing though, in a way. Not good that it launched in that state, but... Mm-hmm. 
I think Steam re- refunds had to do with it. Like, they came along at a great time. There was no re- there was no reason for them to take it back unless it's like, oh, shit, everyone's refunding this. This mm-hmm. is bad. Yeah, we need to pull it and, and retool it or otherwise. So it, it's, it it's a disaster. And that's, that's kind of sad from that their means, perspective. Yeah. But, but, like, they, yeah, I but I wonder, like, it, how is it universally broken? Like, how does that it's not, happen? It's not. I'm, I'm hearing from people that are like, it runs fine for me. Mm-hmm. But even, like, our own people testing it on multiple systems, some of them, like, the texture streaming was so bad, you would get these, like, giant blurry, like, signs in the game would be just these huge blurs of awful... Like mm. like Doom textures, oh. and like just would wouldn't even bother to pop in at the correct resolution, you know. So bad stuff like that was happening. It was capped at thirty frames a second, which annoys mm. the hell out of PC gamers. Yes. Until you uncap it in like an any file, and even then you get huge dips on a lot of configurations. So, but but what's good is that them pulling it back means maybe this will happen less or won't happen again or maybe I, I, it will happen again but maybe it's a good thing in the long run or maybe we're gonna see a return to like the pc version is coming out in three or four months yeah and that, i'm fine with that people get mad when the mm-hmm. pc version is like after the console version i'm like whatever just make it well, good fine. the console version the the advantage there is that they only have to get it to run perfectly with one set of hardware that is never going to change oh yeah that's whereas that's, with pc it's like People could be running anything. Like that's totally handy. Yeah. Like I'm using a legacy GeForce from three years ago. Why won't this game run at 60 FPS? So, hmm. Someone made a petition on one of those like petition sites to tell us PC gamer to boycott GTA 5 because Rockstar took so long releasing it on PC. But when we got around to playing it when it came out, it was like beautifully optimized. Yeah, you, you can you run You had really the best well. version. Yeah. yeah so. You have a gun that can shoot cars. <laughs> you know, you can drain the oceans and walk around in them. That's pretty fucking badass. <laughs> you can play through the game as a pigeon. Uh, you really, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know how it is, though. Some people, someone's always going to be mad, but anyway, yeah, I'm glad Steam refunds are here. Uh, they're good. Anyway, yeah. I'll let you continue with the, oh, that's the number one game. No, that's an important no, thing to talk about. Oh, oh yes. Oh, jeez, we're not even at number one. Yeah, this is going really slow, man. Pick it up. Number two. And the monsters at our door. The unholy relics of this conjunction. The trolls, the corpse eaters, the werewolves. Did we raise our swords against them? Or have we laid this burden on others? On so-called witches. Witches. Now this is a game mm. I can talk about. <laughs> this is my time to shine. I have put almost 80 hours into this game Ugh. and I'm still only in the first fucking act. Yes. Wow. I'm still in the first because I am trying to do everything. Hmm. But you've gone to Skeletor Island or whatever. I've gone to Skeletor Island but only because I was in the middle. Of, I started a quest and I'm like, fuck, I want to know what happens in this quest. And I had to go to Skellige in order to do that. <laughs> so I, all right, I went to Skellige. Then I had to find the specific island that this quest was on. And then I had to go there. And then I went back, right, right back to And then Nova you were Grad. like, Witcher? I don't even know her. <laughs> Witcher. <laughs> Witcher. No, I fucking love this game. It's, I am really enjoying it. Finally got around to seeing Triss. We spent a long time together walking through the town, and I, I love her so much. I don't feel like you get to spend enough time with Chris. You really don't get to spend a lot of time with like, her before she goes away. I feel like I spent away. more time with Kira Metz than with, with Chris. Well, but Tris comes back. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I don't know how far into it you are. Because I haven't gotten to the part where you get to hang out with her again, but she's mm. in the later part of the game, and oh, then okay. she's you can also like run into her. Was Triss one of your best butts? She's my yes. top butt. Oh, how is her butt in this game? Good stuff. It's good, good stuff, stuff yeah. still. Yeah. Nice, nice. Good butt. Her, this is going to sound sad. Her mm. face looks different in this game. Yeah. I just noticed from angles, it's it's kind of it's kind of strange looking. Still, number one video mm. game crush, Triss Marigold. Yeah. But her I face a, looks different. I was a little uncomfortable when Anne got a giant uh, Triss tattoo on across her <laughs> entire back. I did. Please, I did Tyler, do it's that. called a Triss two. A Triss two. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I've, uh, I've come to accept that she I told, loves I told Triss more than me. The other night, I was like, all right, Tyler, I'm about to meet up with Triss, so tonight is date night, which means mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love that bit in the beginning of, of the, like, the very beginning of Witcher 3, which, spoiler alert, is a dream sequence. Spoiler But uh, you, there's this naked woman who has her back to the camera the whole time. Are you time. trying not to spoil who the woman is? No, I'm saying that it's it's kind of striking when she stands up and she takes the towel off of her head and you just see like from her shoulders up these black tresses come down and like you're expecting red ones because hey Triss Marigold but no it's Yennefer. Well you're expecting red ones because Yennefer has never been to Kaer Morhen, and that's where you are. Yeah but also because like I mean, has Yennefer been in the series at all up to this point? Uh, no, uh, no, I don't think so. Was she in the first game? No. I don't think she was in the first game either. I don't think she was, but one thing that was in the first game is the city of Novigrad, mm. which I want to say is kind of cool. Like, if you've played Witcher 1, being able to go back there and, like, seeing a remodeled version, is it's kind of neat. Like, oh, I can fully explore. I'm not cut off by this stupid area where it's like, oh, now it's the graveyard and you can't go beyond there. And... Uh, like it's a, it's part of a genuinely open world, and it's it's really cool to be able to have this. And it's such a beautiful world. Like I've been traveling again. I'm spending so much time just exploring this world, and mm-hmm. every single area has a very distinct look and kind of and a feel. So like the the Skellige Islands are. We were t- I was talking to you about this earlier when we were grabbing coffee. It was it's kind of like. Um, Scotland meets Scandinavia because everybody kind of has like a brogue and they all live in clans and they're kind of Viking-ish and everybody refers to them as sheep fuckers. <laughs> so Michael, when you when you first saw Yennefer at the beginning, did you uh-huh. say, Yennefer? I barely even know no, her. No. <laughs> I did, actually. <laughs> and that has been a source of great shame for me and I don't appreciate you bringing it up again. I'm sorry, Michael. I'm sorry. I told you that in confidence, <laughs> and now I feel betrayed. Uh-huh. During, during one of our uh, legendary lunch chats where we tell each other secrets about stuff we said at games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the big her in this game is not Yennefer or uh, Triss. It's this woman. Young blood craves action. I understand that. But when you fight not a this beast, woman. Not knowledge this woman. <laughs> counts as much as your silver sword. At the very least, you ought to be able to tell a ghoul from an owl-ghoul. By markings, like unto the panthera tigris that in Zeracania dwells, and by the sickly paleness of its visage. Mm. So you did read the chapter. 
Although, for the most part, when you hear her or, or are her, her voice sounds much older yes, because she true. is not she's, a 12-year-old She's a child in, in this sequence, but yes. I just like that the voice actress is able to sell those lines so convincingly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're saying a bunch of fucking gobbledygook. Yeah. You are speaking nonsense. And I'm like, wow, you're really smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's Siri, and she's yes. Geralt's sort of adopted daughter. Yes. And I like her bits of the I think this is another conversation you and I have had mm-hmm. I like her bits in the game I've only gone through well I think I've only gone through like two or three bits where I've played as her but they are incredibly linear yeah well that's yeah, that's the main problem they're really linear and she's not a mutant like a mutated witcher so she doesn't have Geralt's ability well, so she, you're I mean she's not a witcher she yeah. just was trained you're, you're kind of just like, oh, now I just have a steel sword and not the silver sword that's good for killing monsters. But she's of the elder blood, which in the mm. game is special. But it, it makes basically it, real fast. it means that she has her own powers. Mm. Um, she can zip around. Yeah, she zips around a lot. Black and white. Has this ever happened to you? Pulls out steel <laughs> sword with a monster. <laughs> but I, I do love that. Like, it feels <laughs> like this game is mostly side quests. And the side quests are, like, incredibly rich and detailed. There's like, so many good side quests. Super memorable characters, and including one of them, like, close to the beginning. Because, like, you meet him, like, what, like, ten hours in or so? And, and Which one are you talking about? I'm talking about this one. Why didn't you tell me? Wasted my time. Say I had. Say I'd said I had troubles. Couldn't control my wife, my daughter. What kind of flaccid prick would you take me for? That's not really... He's not a side character. You have to go through him in the main... That's the Bloody Baron. Yeah, it's the Bloody Baron. Yeah, you have to go through him in the main story. But, I mean, you that's are... That's true. You have right. to get the pass from him. You, you have to get right, the pass right, from yeah. him. But also, like, he's a big part of Siri's story. Because mm-hmm. her story takes you through him. That's true. He also has a lot to do with the Crones and the Bog, who are also incredibly weird, interesting characters. And yet he kind of feels like a side character because he's... He's tangentially related to the central narrative of the game. Like, he doesn't really play a part in that. He just kind of comes in and tells you his story, and then you get involved in his story. And it kind of contributes to the, well, to the the picaresque nature of the game, the episodic, uh, rambling nature, where it's like, okay, now this part of the game is just focused on this one character's story that doesn't really have much of an impact on the rest of the game. But I really, so with that. With his story in particular, I really like that exploring the game, you can still run into stuff. I'm trying to think of how to say this. So in advance of his story, you can meet people who are part of his plot line Mm -hmm. and kind of get some of that out of the way before you even interact with him. And that kind of changes the way that you do his story. So I met the crones before I met him. Interesting. And a lot of people don't meet them until they have to. So I actually met his... I didn't meet that's them missing. until I had to. I actually met his wife that goes missing before mm-hmm. I ever encounter him. Well, also because your way of playing the game is to like systematically check out every question Look mark Look at every on the single map. question mark on yeah. the map. Which, yes. in that area especially, there takes a long so, time. Oh, many. Like, I remember Chris saw the world for the first time and he's like, it's too big! <laughs> and then I I also go through every single town and ch- because I want to unlock all of the fast travel posts. Mm-hmm. But um, when you check the those message boards in town, those will open up new question mark locations. So then you have even more shit to go through. It's a lot of stuff to explore. And, and again, 
some of those side quests are incredibly interesting. The Witcher, just the monster hunts alone, oh yeah, are so cool because they well, all again. have their very in de- their very detailed in depth stories yeah. of we've got this monster plaguing the town. This is what's happening. It's a different monster every time. Use detective vision. I mean Witcher senses to track <laughs> it down. I, I like. I do like to call it. Um, the adventures of the adventures of the monster detective because that <laughs> is what you spend a lot of the time doing yeah. when you're doing those quests. Like I said, it's there's a lot of emphasis on side stuff, which is great. And it's, yeah, it's fantastic. I love that. Yeah, super good, but not quite as good Ugh. as this next We're one. We're done talking about it already. Unless you want to say more. No, I'm okay. I was curious, like uh, another game that's a third in a series. Like I played a bit of Dragon Age Inquisition, but I'm kind of getting played a lot of that too. Uh, yeah, but I'm like. It feels like I have missed so much throughout the entire series that they're just referencing. It, no, I don't know if Witcher is are, Witcher 3. The thing is, all of the games are like that. Even yeah. the first one is like that. Yeah. That it constantly feels like it's referencing something you're not familiar with, and you just kind of have to roll with it, and gradually... With yeah. The Witcher? Yeah. Yeah. It, gradually, they... you'll learn enough through just osmosis, through the rest of the world, that like mm. you'll, you'll get a pretty good idea of what's going on, what the political... Uh, picture is like mm-hmm. and what Geralt is all about. I feel like they try to do a pretty good job of giving you a lot of context clues mm-hmm. for like, okay, well this guy is the king of this land and he's in charge of this arm. So they try to work in those context okay. clues. But there is so, so much lore in this u- in this universe that even I get lost a lot of the time. Okay, And yeah. I've spent a lot of time with Especially The Witcher Two, and then now Wild. Before Time. we uh, before we move on, I'll ask Siri one question. <laughs> ah, Siri, Siri what's, what's zero divided by zero? Imagine that you have zero cookies and you split them evenly among zero friends. How many cookies does each person get? A million. It doesn't make sense. And Cookie Monster is sad that there are no cookies, and you are sad that you have no friends. <laughs> I mean, Siri's kind of a bitch. It's funny, but like the voice acting really goes downhill at that point in the game. That's, that's true. That's true. It's kind of feels like placeholder voice acting. But I, I do want to say, Witcher, the Witcher series has gone through, I think, a remarkable evolution. The first game was like very, very much a PC RPG, mouse only, kind of complicated, sort of dragged after a while. The second one <laughs> was of it. yeah, it was a, a lot better looking. Like it, it broke all these boundaries in terms of uh, you know graphical ability, and like it was so much better on PC than on consoles. The second one's still really fun to play. Yeah, too. really fun. And then the third one for me just hit this total sweet spot, like. It's it's, so good. it's such a good open world RPG. It really feels like Red Dead Redemption with swords and magic instead I'm, of guns. Right, no, I'm, I'm very hard pressed to, and and this kind of game is sort of like all the things I love about games. But I'm really hard pressed with this game to find a lot of things that actually bother me. Mm-hmm. I, there are like minor things that I'm like, oh, I wish this was a little bit different, but nothing that would make me be like, I don't recommend this game. I've I, There are people that I know that I'm like, yeah, I don't recommend you play this game just because I know your play style and you would get bored because hmm. you know. But uh, for me personally, this is like one of my top games that I've played in the past couple years, I think. Wow. 
These are games for self-starters, man. <laughs> I d- I'm sad that it's not number one, but I get why you put number one yeah. as number one. Unfortunately, uh, Chris isn't here to discuss the number one mm-hmm. with me, so uh, I'm going to have to defend it against you guys. Hey, don't So this isn't the Street Pass game. But it's so nice. Yeah, sorry. There's no... I can't <laughs> capture any sounds from sorry the Street Pass Dave, games. Sorry, Dave, that yeah. all you play are Street Pass games. They can't I'm not sorry. It's a great game. Sounds have people talking over them. That's true. Uh, anyway, it's this. Good. All signed and sealed. Now, let's begin the transfusion. Oh, don't you worry. Whatever happens, you may think it all a mere bad dream. This is Bloodborne. Blood Bros. (laughs) And and you've played this for like two hours. Yeah, I mean, and that's more than I've given... Uh, Dark Souls and Dark Souls mm, Two. Same here. It's it's for one thing, it's um, more approachable than those games. Yeah. I mean, I have played a pretty good amount of Dark Souls Two. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten very far, like maybe maybe ten, twelve hours in, yeah. something like that. But Bloodborne, just something about it hooked me from the start. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's this weird air of mystery, like you're in this. Uh, Creepy ass Victorian city. People, I've heard it called that Trash goes, London. That goes a long way. I think like the <laughs> Trash the, London. The that dark, makes me want to play the game. The two Dark Souls games. Uh-huh. The, I don't know. The worlds just seem to be generic Japanese RPG action RPG, mm-hmm. but just slightly more grittier and darker. Yeah. Whereas this is like, oh, okay, this feels like a place. Whereas mm-hmm. the, the the two Dark Souls games didn't. And uh, granted, I didn't play a lot of them, but like. Just immediately, I'm like, okay, this place looks awesome, and I want to keep going yeah. just to see what's, like, in the next block. Well, like, I realized when I was playing it, like, the reward here is, it's it's strange because it's, it's a very difficult game mm-hmm. if you don't know what you're doing. But then it's very rewarding in that, like, if you figure out what it is you're supposed to do and you do it right, like, your reward is you get to see more of this world. Yeah. And you get to see it in really cool ways. Like, they... It's it's technically open world, I guess, but it's designed in such a clever way that like you're basically going around this long circuitous path mm-hmm. to get to your goal, and then like you get halfway there and you turn around like, oh, here's a little door I can open, and uh, it leads straight back to the starting area. Mm-hmm. So it, when I inevitably die, I can just take a shortcut through this door that I've opened, yeah. and now uh, I'm back to where I, I am supposed to be, and it's. Not frustrating. Yeah, it seems less punishing. Like just the things that I remember with the earlier Dark Souls Dark Souls games. It's like, all right, so you're gonna you're gonna exit and you're gonna enter in, into this main world. Don't mm-hmm. go left. Don't go left because yeah. there's these skeletons over there and they'll just mm-hmm. they will just murder the shit out of you. You're gonna see a everything dragon. in those games murders the yeah. shit out of you. You're gonna yeah. see a dragon. You're gonna think, I want to fight that dragon. Do not fight the dragon. Yeah. He will eat you immediately. Also, don't fuck that dragon. <laughs> yes. And I think at least with Bloodborne... He's a terrible, selfish lover, yeah. and he won't call you the next day. <laughs> but Bloodborne doesn't do that so much. It's like, it it seems a little bit more linear, at least the beginning. Like, you're going to walk through enemies, and some of them will kill uh-huh. you a bunch of times, but at least you know, this is the path I should be going, and I can't kill these guys as long as I learn their patterns well enough, and... Yeah. Don't screw up. And you learn certain tricks early on, like, well, especially if you turn to the internet rather than trying to discover the shit for yourself, because there's not much of a tutorial. Like, it doesn't hold mm-hmm. your hand at all. But then you, you read and you figure out, like, oh, I can do stuff. Like, I have this gun that doesn't seem to do shit, mm-hmm. but then if I 
fire it while somebody's rearing up for an attack, I will stun them, and then I can just slash the shit out of them with my axe or whatever. They'll just be like, I'm stunned you did that. Yes, they're, they're just That's horrified. <laughs> they're, they're, they're rendered momentarily speechless mm-hmm. while you carve into them with your, uh, <laughs> your giant bone saw or whatever the fuck. Bone saw folds out into a bone scythe. Yeah, that's the only crazy ass weapons in this game. Too. I think I've, I've I've restarted that game and I had the same thing. I'm like, I can't choose anything but the the bone saw that like flips out into a uh, different. That's like knife. the the all arounder weapon, but yeah. uh, but it's so much cooler than the other things. Well, I I don't know. I got pretty far with the axe, which turns from like a one handed axe into like a halberd. Ah. And uh, then there's the cane, which sounds like the worst weapon imaginable, but A, it's a lot faster than the other two, and B, what they don't tell you is uh, it folds out into a whip. Ah. So it's basically like Ivy's sword, but as a cane, mm. and you can thrash <laughs> monsters with it, and it's awesome. Did everybody get that reference, Ivy's sword? Ivy from Soul Calibur. Yes, thank you. Was, didn't Daredevil have a, have a weapon like that? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch that show. That show's for babies. Mm. But uh, unlike Bloodborne, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I would never let a baby watch Daredevil. Yeah. Actually, that's not true because fuck babies. They don't remember that shit Who anyway. Who else but a baby wants to see a man's head get smashed in a car door? Come on. Me! I want to see a man's head get smashed in a car door. You're such a baby. <laughs> I you am like an this infant child. I've created? I like it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, babies are into ultraviolence. So you, you said it's like sort of a little more Fucked accessible than Dark Souls. It is, I think. Is, is there any a situation where you like you fail a boss fight and then have to fight a bunch of shit to get back to the boss? Because that is like a no go for me. Ultimately. Uh, sometimes. Uh, yeah. That makes me so. But the mad. thing is that like there tends to be shortcuts near the bosses, so you don't like you open that shortcut and then you go to the boss. And then you die, and then you get to go through the I'm, shortcut. I'm, I'm such a care bear. I'm like, put me back outside the door where the <laughs> boss is, and don't make me yeah. rewatch the boss's cinematic, yeah. or I w- I'm done. And you then after you die, a tip should pop up it that says how to kill the boss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you don't have to rewatch the boss's cinematic. Um, although, I wouldn't really mind all the time, because uh, you get to hear them say things like this. <sighs> What's that smell? Dookie. The sweet blood. Oh, it seems to me. His father, uh, Gascoigne, or Gascoigne, however you pronounce it, uh, Gascoigne, I guess, he is, like, the test that everyone has to go through. Like, when that first came out, everybody was complaining about fucking Father Gascoigne. (laughs) (laughs) And then if I fail after getting the tip, I want the boss to, like, just put its armor on my shoulder and escort me (laughs) to the next area. Well, Father Gascoigne is, like, the first, uh real indication like this game is not fucking around because he's he's another hunter like you he has a similar uh weapon set he shoots at you he chops at you with his axe and then uh you get him on the ropes and all of a sudden he transforms into a giant monster and fucks you up immediately and so it's like most of the way through this fight that i had to die a bunch of times in order to win uh suddenly I have to change up my tactics dramatically, and it seems like I can't catch a break. So, hmm. and you you kind of have to persist and like relearn everything. And like, okay, I'm prepared for this now. I'm gonna observe. I died again. Fuck it. I'm going online. Oh, okay. I just have to run toward him when he lunges, and then he'll his attack will go right past me, and then uh, I can hit him. Very in the back. counterintuitive. Yeah. yeah. 
And you can do stuff like, uh, if you stun a boss just right, you can basically just shove your fist into their body and uh, kill them Is there a boss whose giant sword gets stuck in the ground when he swings too Probably. High? I can't remember that specifically. Is there a boss that charges at you and if you get out of the way, he hits the wall and gets stunned? Yeah, there, there's a certain point <laughs> where the game just gets really weird, where, like, oh, the, the monsters that you're fighting suddenly give way to, like, these Lovecraftian horrors, and there's actually a specific boss... Like it's called Ron the Vacuous Spider, and it's uh, nope. Do we not this, want? To it's have also a great Christmas carol. Yeah, it doesn't look like a spider so much as it looks like uh, a bunch of uh, crinkled balls of paper that have like a weird uh, circular mouth nope. and a bunch of eyes. Um, <laughs> I'm using the word vacuous to assume that he's just you know. Kind of ditzy and like yeah, you'd think you go see a movie and he's like asking questions the whole way through. Like, just they'll explain <laughs> that, <laughs> dude. Okay, just watch the movie. Uh, like after after you fight him, the the moon turns blood red and uh, like monsters get tougher and certain parts of the game are sealed off. But like, actually, the moon outside your window turns mm. red. Mm-hmm. Yes, in real life. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's uh, it's an apocalyptic game, mm. but. Um, also, there, there are some bright points. For example, you can uh, go to your graveyard and talk to a doll. Oh, Flora of the moon, of the dream. Oh, little ones. Oh, fleeting will of the ancients. Let the hunter be safe. Let her find comfort. And let this dream, her captor, foretell a pleasant awakening. So that person was playing as a lady hunter. <laughs> yes. And I guess that, that little poem only comes up if you're playing as a lady hunter, because I never heard it yeah, throughout definitely my entire playthrough. The bright point of my fucking day, creepy-ass fucking yeah. doll I never want to talk so, to a doll. Telling poetry to me. So yeah, you're, like, you're, your home base is basically a, a dream about a real place that you can find in the game, uh, and... You there's like a, a doll there just sort of lying in her like a human sized doll in clothing and a real doll. Nope, nope, a real doll. Nope, 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 But nope. then uh, you, well, it's like a pretty lady doll. Nope, 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 uh, nope, nope. But then nope. after you get insight, which uh, seems to correlate with uh, insanity uh, points by beating a few bosses, it comes to life. And stands there, and you talk to it to level up your character, or you know, it just kind of tries to offer comforting words, like the poem we just heard. And uh, yeah, she she stands there, and she's she's a central character in the game. No, and I think you can kill her if you want to, but and she just comes back to life no. afterward, as though nothing happened. <laughs> you freaked Ugh. out by dolls, man. It doesn't look like a doll, really. It's just that you that's know it worse. Isn't. And I, I should have somehow worse. I should have grabbed it, but there's that creepy quote at the beginning. I use the word creepy in conjunction with this game a lot, but it fits. There's that guy uh, who who's kind of like your mentor at the beginning. He's sitting in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and like trying to teach you the ropes. And he's like, "You can use anything in this workshop, including the doll, should it please you." Like, uh, I'm not gonna fuck I the ordered doll. it online. But you don't fuck the doll. The doll helps you level up and become a stronger character. Uh, I'm part of a community. <laughs> I take her on road trips and take <laughs> pictures of her in front of monuments. I yell at my parents for not accepting her. <laughs> 
There are forums for us. <laughs> but yes, anyway, we're declaring Bloodborne, or I am unilaterally declaring Bloodborne. You are to be, by yourself doing yeah, the, this. I, I would have Chris's help if he were here. But God he's not. It. But this is the game that I played the most this year. Like, it sucked me in and wouldn't let me go. I got uh, quite a ways into the new game plus mode, where Dang. like you it, you get to keep all your shit, and like I'm like a level hundred one hundred and seven playing it, and it feels it still feels tougher than it did when I started, except wow. that I know where everything is. Um, like I said, I'm eighty hours into The Witcher, and I'm only level right. thirteen. <laughs> but there, there was a really a, a very real feeling after a while. It's like this isn't something I'm playing for fun anymore. This is a compulsion. It won't let me go. I have to keep playing it. Even after finishing it, I have to keep playing it. Is there a new game plus plus? Like after you beat yes. new game plus? I, so I, this you can just can... keep playing it as far as I know indefinitely. Like I've seen people, I, one of the videos that I watched in preparation for this was somebody like beating all the bosses with no damage on like new game 7 plus. Wow. Do you have a stopping point? Like, once I do this, I'm done. I'm out. Well, for some reason, like, the, the light switched off, mm. uh, like, a bunch of the way into New Game oh, Plus. Okay. And, like, all right, I don't, I don't need to play this anymore. But for a while, it was, like, every free moment I have is spent uh, playing this. This is no longer a hobby. <laughs> this is an addiction. Do you know how many hours you put into it? I'm just curious. Uh, I don't... It was a lot. I uh, I want to say close 200? to 200, but uh, that seems excessive. No. <laughs> I don't know. Think of all the other things you could have done in that time, Michael. So. I was unemployed. I had nothing <laughs> at that time. <laughs> you could have learned French. Why? But I wouldn't have, realistically. <laughs> yeah. like, so you think of all the things you could have done <laughs> in that time, like like sit on the couch and watch television? No, I uh, playing video games is obviously... Yeah. Impulse shopping? is the more important thing. Well, now we know, though, if you were unemployed, you'd take that time to learn French. Yeah, <laughs> No, God. Holding I'd, you to that time. I'd probably play... How are your French lessons going today? Like, I'm looking for a job. <laughs> <laughs> Tears, tears, crying, uh, crying. Yeah, big anime tears squirting across <laughs> the room. <laughs> that sounds like me. Oh, yeah. Anyway. The only way Tyler knows how to cry. Of course. That's the only way any of us. You could have watched the entire run terrible. of Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what were you doing? <laughs> or Dragon Ball Z. Back-to-back <laughs> <laughs> -back episodes that are nothing but people yeah. floating in the air and screaming. <laughs> That's Fraser, right? You're talking about? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Over 5,000. <laughs> the whole the whole arc with fried egg and uh, versus scrambled. Yeah. Shit, fuck. I fucked it up. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. I fucked it up. I don't know. Uh, forget it. Let's end this stupid segment. <laughs> right. Nobody likes this anyway. Uh, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're probably going to talk about uh, everyone else's favorite games that didn't make it onto this list because there really aren't any new releases or news like we're Dave's talking stupid about. stupid Street Pass games that yeah. only he can talk about. Yep, Woo. yep. So stay tuned. Street Pass, Street Pass. The penguin and his can goons are plotting in a back room. Pile, crash, boom, bam. Ian leaves the Batman, making life safe again for all the Gotham citizens, he's so bitch and he's so brave, it's back to the Batcave, he's got cool and sad welfare, in his cape and cowl and his gray underwear, who is the hero that we like best, gotta be the Batman, gotta be Adam West. 
The year is 2015, or so they tell me. Raccoons don't have basic numeracy skills. That's why I don't know that driving the last of the V4 Interceptors is not impressive. Nor is that an actual car. In fact, it's just a Power Wheels that I somehow squeezed into my Warren and take out occasionally to roam the desert wastelands that are left now that these assholes have a Patreon and don't really need some sort of furry pitchman to crawl out of the literal woodwork between segments of their, their show and... Tell you how to support Video Game Apocalypse. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing here. They tell me I've still got a job until they say I don't. So, you know, great, great, uh, great job security there, guys. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate the, the amount of thought you've put into my need for continued employment and food and medical care. Medical care being that, you know, I have some other raccoon I can go see who's gonna wave a bag of sticks over my leg when it inevitably falls off, as happens to all woodland mammals. Anyway, that's beside the point. I'm here to do a job, not to complain about my life or the strange post-apocalyptic desert I sometimes drive around in at top speed, being chased by pale, hairless raccoons who keep trying to jump onto my power wheel and failing. I'm just gonna tell you, support Video Game Apocalypse by subscribing on iTunes. Now, leave, leave it five-star reviews. That's still important, even if you're giving us money. Let Apple and everyone on iTunes know how great we are. Maybe we'll start climbing the ranks and start outclassing all those other video game podcasts with, you know, nobodies who are household names. I'm looking at you, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> Dicks. You can also still give us money indirectly and benefit yourself by going to the Amazon links on the right side of lasertimepodcast.com, clicking them, and even if you don't want the thing you just clicked on, buying something else, as long as it's in the same session, we'll get a cut of whatever you spend, and you don't spend an extra dime. You just buy the thing you want, and we get a chunk of, of what you paid for it. Is, isn't that great? It's probably not as great for the people who are selling it, but who thinks about these things? There's always a free lunch, right? You can also go to store.lasertimepodcast.com, buy a t-shirt with a terrifying skull logo, whatever. You know what? It's the post-apocalypse. My V4 Interceptor's fucking covered in skulls. Human skulls. I'm not afraid of them anymore. I harvested them myself. I know where they came from. I know what's in your heads. Uh, finally, just you know, tell a friend. Go up and say, hey, another human being that I did not expect to encounter in this desert wasteland where Patreon holds sway. Please listen to me. You must listen to Video Game Apocalypse and they'll be like, fuck you, scrub. And then they'll rev their tires and spray a bunch of sand in your face. And then it's clear I'm talking about Mad Max, right? I mean, that, that is obvious. Okay. Yes. Good. All right. But yeah, tell a friend, uh, tell all your friends, go on Twitter and say, Hey everybody, go listen to Video Game Apocalypse. I know a bunch of you are already doing that. Thank you very much. Cause that's awesome. Do it some more. It never hurts. Just do, do it every week. You know, if, if you start losing followers, that just means it works. I can see by now that my metaphors are tortured and my time is done. So I'll let you enjoy the rest of the show and catch you next week. Hopefully, assuming I'm still employed. Fuck you, everybody. And we're back to our rather barren second segment, but there, there are a few things that we can talk about briefly, so let's jump in real quick with... It just doesn't feel like the second segment if we don't play that. So there's really not much. nothing to talk about. Yeah, there's a couple notable things, not really anything we can talk about at Dream uh, 1. Which, what was that? Uh, Quiplash. Quiplash. Which is a the newest game from Jackbox Games, who made You Don't oh. Know Jack. Uh, more recently, they did Fibbage, which I think, I, I don't know if all of you have played that, but... Oh yeah, I've played yes. the shit out of Fibbage. It's so fun. And Quiplash, basically, it, it takes out the one thing that I'm, I'm that kind of... Uh, didn't sour me, but it, it, it made Fibbage not as much fun as I thought it would. Like, Every time I play Fibbage, I have this this conflict in my brain, like, should I be funny, or should I write the thing that I think everybody will choose as the answer? Hmm. Both. So, but I mean, it's very hard to toe that line. We yeah. all can't, we can't be comedic, comedic geniuses like me all the time. But, um, true, that's true. So, Quiplash. Quiplash is literally, like, coming up with the punchline to a joke, and uh, it... 
it's 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 a lot like Fibbage, but it also takes into account that people are playing this on streams and stuff, like we were. Uh, you can probably find the archive on uh, YouTube.com/slash/NathanBlueTimeNetwork. I want to say it's a long URL. Um, but anyway, uh, everyone in like everyone can join in on the game, like to vote at least for whatever's well, funniest. The video might also be embedded in the article for yeah. this week. Oh, so uh, even if you're not playing, PGA. you can vote on which is the funniest. Yeah, so you can try to please a Twitch crowd. Nice. Yeah, nice. exactly. That's what we were doing, um, and it was it was cool because uh, Jackbox Games actually came into our Twitch feed and oh, nice. oh wow, uh, that's yeah. cool. I'm like, what are you fuckers doing? You're ruining the sanctity of our game. <laughs> it was weird because we were like, yeah, the guys who made the game are watching us play their game. That's rad. But then we were like, we're saying the most vile shit possible. That's what you're supposed to do. I know, but I feel like Jackbox Games is like, this is not what we wanted our games to be. Yes, it absolutely is. What and they it, it is 100 percent the point of their next game, Shitcock, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure is a clever pun. How in much some shit circles. is on this cock? <laughs> 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 But it liter- wasn't bad when Michael said it, but then when you yeah. said that thing, that horrible, horrible <laughs> thing you said, I didn't like it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, like, every every joke had, um, let's see, I think a common common thread in every answer was jizz. Oh, jizz was there all nice, the time. Nice. Uh, poop. Yep. Um, and... A, a, a mixture yeah. of poop and jizz called mm-hmm. Santorum. Yeah, just, just a slight <laughs> hint. No, of that under- is a frothing mixture of <laughs> lube and fecal matter that is sometimes the unfortunate byproduct of mm. anal sex. Santorum was an answer. I think I got answer. that verbatim. Was, Santorum was that, an answer. It was an answer. Nice. nice. Um, Fuck that guy, by yeah. the way. <laughs> and it actually stuff even worse than that that I don't care to repeat. Mm. But it was, it was all in good fun. All in good fun. Nice, nice. Well, uh... On that note, <laughs> there there are a few games that uh, I imagine somebody who is not me is playing this. Probably Triskitable. I don't know. I, I feel bad calling out your fandom, but you are the only person I know who posts uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure stuff yeah. all the time. But J-Star's Victory <clears throat> Versus Plus. I don't actually which know what JoJo's Bizarre Adventure I is. think includes JoJo's Adventure. It's uh, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But it's basically an amalgam of like all these characters from Shonen Jump. Uh, mashed together into one game, uh, like the characters from One Piece and uh, Dragon Ball and Fist of the North Star, I think, maybe, and a bunch of other things that I don't recognize. Um, so, yeah, anime fans, it's a game for you. Oh, man, speaking it's of anime probably fans. just okay. Oh, my oh. There is another hyperdimension Neptunian These things come out every goddamn week. I feel like a broken record, but it's literally yeah. happening. Hyperdimension Neptunia re Semicolon birth three colon V generation. I feel like who keeps buying these? I feel uh. like I either had to review this at one point, or maybe I just had to play it for a preview. But I had to play like the second or third. No, it's probably the second game. It was very weird. What wasn't the first one? The but, one where it's like all of the characters represented different platforms, that's yeah. all and of they them. were the. It was the console. Is that all of them? Yeah. Okay, then I played. I think I played the first one. Are they still doing that? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming the world is still called game industry, and mm. like, yeah, they, like there's characters like Pishi, who's the pr- Japanese pronunciation for PC. Mm. And, uh, so yeah. I think this series is for the people who used to like buy anime on VHS, and it was like seventy dollars every time, oh, that's and they're me. like, yeah, how can I keep? 
up with a really obscure Japanese series, but but pay exorbitant amounts every single time. <laughs> oh, video games. That'll work. Yeah. Well, like, I, I've said this before, I'm sure, but when it first came out, like, I was really excited because, like, this seems like a really clever conceit. It did, yeah. For a dungeon crawler, mm. and it's like it's not even a very interesting dungeon crawler. But clearly, somebody loves it. Clearly, I'm missing something because, as I said, these come out like every fucking week. Yeah. Okay, so my question: Are they now about new gen consoles? I would imagine they. They probably. I mean, Maybe. they 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 put them out so often that they have to be caught up. Because I remember from the first game that like the consoles. Breast sizes, I think, were supposed. To, I don't know where that was. It uh, supposed to like determine how popular the console. I don't even remember. I, I don't know. I don't even know that there was like a direct corollary. I there think might not just, have been a direct correlation. Yeah. I just remember that there was like a weird thing yeah. between some of the characters. Is, like you have small tits. Well, that's yeah. I mean, all anime involves uh, comparing boob sizes. Mm-hmm. That's. Yeah. An That's important true. part of it. And somebody gets a bloody nose. This game yep. is about semicolon misuse, yes. largely. Semicolon and then colon. And speaking of games that come out every goddamn week, Samurai Warriors Chronicles 3 oh is up for wow. 3DS and Vita. <laughs> All right. Holy shit. Warriors, am I right? <laughs> it's not even the good Warriors. Yeah. Warriors don't come out and play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Samurai Warriors, <laughs> stay inside. <laughs> oh, terrible. Um, no news to talk about, really. Uh, but I do wanted, I did want to give you guys an opportunity because this has been, and this was Anne's idea to give credit where it's due. Thank um, you. There have been a lot of really good games released this year that we didn't talk about in our yeah. top five, and you're playing one right now. I am. I'm so sorry. Of focusing on what we're I'm, talking I'm about. I'm totally focusing. I just got so many rooms that are uh-huh. spinning out. What game resources. is it? Tell us about it. I'm playing the shit out of Fallout Shelter. It's gotten to the point where my vault is totally full. I had 200 people. And what happens when you do that is if you still have pregnant people, they stay pregnant forever until you kill some of them off and make room. So I have started playing God by sending all of my characters who just have really high charisma out into the wasteland to die (laughs) and then keeping all of the really smart people and people who are good at producing resources in the vault, making them reproduce and then sending the stupid ones back out into the world. Mostly it is the men I send out into the wasteland and I let them die there. Men and now expendable. I have a vault of very highly superior women. <laughs> and like five or six really like good dudes. Oh. So this is basically Mad breeding Max. Breeding males. Yeah, they're the breeding males. It's the city from Mad Max Free Road. Yes. But in yeah. reverse. But in reverse. A lot, okay, yeah. lot of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I do have one alpha female. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Does she lay eggs? No, the rest of the no, but I do, I do breed her a lot. God, that sounds weird. That sounds But awful. I do. I do. She's the best, though. Oh, okay. So she's like the baby mama of everybody else. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. But do you have to worry about genetics in Fallout Shelter? You like- do. So, like, if you try and if you put two people in the same room and they are related, mm-hmm. it'll, like, it'll let you know. They'll have, like, a little <laughs> speech <laughs> bubble above their head saying, man, I love hanging out with my family. Hmm. And you're like, fuck! And you, can, you can't make them fuck if they're... If fuck. they're but it's only, like, first-generation related, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and like, cousins be. Or, like, grandparents, I think. Because <laughs> none of them ever age, 
like unless they're like born old, uh, which some of them are, it's really unfortunate. Weird. It's super unfortunate. Some of them come out with like balding heads and like uh, wispy huh. strands. Well, I guess that's that's almost as cool as like raising an incestuous family of the hills have eyes mutants. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so one of the things that I like about this game is there actually is like a surprising amount of depth to it. Like certain dwellers with um, certain special stats will do a lot better in rooms. Mm. And then as you, if you start to lose some of your resources, which are um, power, food, and water, they will affect your vault in different ways. Losing power means you'll shut down some of your rooms. Losing water means your dwellers will start getting radiation poisoning. All these things affect your dwellers' moods. The happier they are, the more productive they are, and then like the more depressed they are, the slower things will be produced. So... You really have to kind of be paying attention. Meanwhile, you have to, like, send people out into the wasteland to get things like guns and clothes and all that good stuff. And raiders will attack. Rooms will catch on fire. You'll have rad roach infestations. Oh, nice. So I've spent a lot of time on this game. Is there any, like, a carryover from what you do in this into... Fallout or So apparently uh, I've just today learned that there is like a there's like a character crossover. Mm. So like there are special characters that you can get in the game. They just released a new one today that is a character Preston something that is a character in Fallout 4. Oh. Hmm. So I I mean the, obviously the vault dwellers in this they mm. don't really have like personalities. You don't really get to know them, but it is cool to know mm. that like oh, well this character that I'm being introduced to in this game is a character from from the game that's coming out uh, later this year. I'm going to send him into the wasteland to die. Hmm. But what if he's really nice in Fallout 4 mm-hmm. coming out on November 10th, by Ooh. the way? Then uh, he'll only have died in my iPhone game. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, how about you? Um, yeah, I uh, want to give shout-outs to uh, Axiom Verge, which is another cool mm. Metroidvania. Uh, made by one the show, right? Yeah, we have. Made by one person. Wow. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands is good. Mm-hmm. It's it's my favorite Telltale so far, yeah, just because it doesn't have to take itself as seriously as Game of Thrones. There was a quote circling around the other day saying, like, this has the potential to be Game of the Year. I don't think so. Because Except it still... will have come out in, over the course of, like, three calendar years. <laughs> Started <laughs> last year. I don't know about Game Might of not the year, until next year. But this last no. episode was probably the best Ooh. episode. It was really good. I really did like the second episode. Yeah, the third episode, I like the second which episode is episode as well. Is funny and good and it's yeah it's the funniest writing I think Telltale is Tyler doing. does not understand why I keep placing my trust in Handsome Jack honestly I don't either <laughs> Handsome Jack is a big jerk he's, he's, he's hilarious like, he's, like he's hilarious and he's a good guy up to a point mm. and that point has been experienced by anyone who played the pre-sequel have any, have any of you guys used your bullet yet yeah but oh. you get a lot more. You do. Uh, Spoilers. I don't like Sorry. that. I like. The, I like the whole thing. Like I have one bullet. No, what I mean I you because you get like elemental. Like oh, the, oh yeah, the elemental I, edition. I did get it. And you I, get more bullets when you do that. Uh, there needs good. to be a game where you just have one bullet. It's good and you and funny. Mm-hmm. Decide what to use. The reason it. it's not game near to me is like the writing is great. Uh, the, the acting again is great, but like the. The engine shows its age. There's like these stutters between scenes. Sometimes, for me at least, yeah. the voice, uh, the syncing was it was out of sync with the lit movement and like walking around is still awkward as hell. Telltale really hasn't changed yeah. how they make games since The Walking Dead, and it's like I think oh, it's man. time 
to just start updating it a little bit. I tend to, with this game, kind of... So when you're playing as Reese, you can um, scan your environment with your your magic robot eye. I tend to kind of forget that that's a thing you can do. So in those scenes when I'm wandering around, like in the, the third episode, you go to like this giant, basically kind of greenhouse thing. And if you use that scanner while you're in there, it's basically Handsome Jack feeding you Im- fake information. Depends what you did, but yeah. What? Oh, yeah, it depends on who you trust. But I let I let Handsome Jack hack my body. Uh. Yeah, I would. <laughs> and, it's funny. <laughs> and, uh, he's so handsome. He's so handsome. <laughs> and, uh, and so because I did that... He basically feeds me information about shit through my eye now, mm-hmm. and that leads to some really mm. funny things where he just bitches at me for trying to scan <laughs> mushrooms. Like, it's a fucking mushroom. Go on, move on. Yeah. Walk somewhere else. Now, wherever Telltale, like, makes fun of its own game mechanics, too, is also, you know, one of the things I enjoy about it a lot. And they're really getting, like, they're really getting loose, almost too loose with, like, you know the messages, blank will remember that. Up yeah. Yeah. Like, they're getting really loose with those now. It's just like, hope she doesn't remember that, stuff like that. Which yeah. is funny, but I feel like they're, they might they might be overusing the joke. Yeah. But it, it's a good game. It's just that but it, it's, it's a Grendel thing, won't remember that. It's a thing that yeah. works well with Telltale, or oh. with Borderlands, oh, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they don't really, they don't do that in Game of Thrones. I just yeah. hope, I hope they figure out how to sort of express action in a more interesting way, because it's mm. still sort of like, click on the red target, uh, mash, uh, on keyboard, it would be mash Q to do thing, you know, and that's yeah. just that's just some like really old school like design that is I, I don't yeah. have the solution for how you do action scenes in a telltale game that isn't click targets and mash queue. I just mm-hmm. I want to find out what it is. I want them to find out what it is and show me. Remember when they when they were making the first episode, they're like, guys, we figured out how to like mix Borderlands crazy shooting with uh, Telltale's storytelling. <laughs> you really didn't. No, you had that one scene where you yeah. control a robot. Yeah, you absolutely didn't. You, yeah, it, it, it's funny and the dialogue's great and like it's super enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. Even it's only three episodes in. I also because I'm using this to say a lot of games instead of just one. Uh-huh. I want to say that her story is really cool, and I know it sounds like uh, indie hipster bullshit. Uh, like you is, don't have to get this out all in a stream. We can we can talk more about what our commenters stuff and come said. back. No, her story is really cool. So tell us more about this indie hipster bullshit. <laughs> well, it's Why do you like hate games, Tyler? Well, guess what? Like uh, Apparently, like FMV games aren't done, and this is <laughs> that. Because, uh, um, see, I thought they were done about 20 years ago. They're, they're not. No, they're <laughs> still coming. <laughs> this is like uh, you're sat in front of a CRT monitor. Like You can kind of hear the fluorescent lights, and you're just interacting with it. Oh, so the technology it portrays is also obsolete. Yes. <laughs> You're interacting with a computer um, that, you know, it has a few files on it, some text documents, and a police database. An old, you know, outdated police database that's new at the time the game is set. It's an outdated database. Where, for no particular reason, um, this is a conceit, the gameplay conceit, it can only load five video clips at a time. The video clips are a woman um, being interviewed by the police, but you don't hear what the police say, you only hear her answers. And you... you can type in search terms that pull up like the first five video results for that search term based on anything she said in that clip. Mm-hmm. And there's, I, I can't remember how many clips there are, 60 or something. So basically, you start with search term murder, and you have five clips, and you watch those, and you start searching for other stuff um, and getting her answers to the police investigators. 
And as it goes, this like incredibly cool, weird, complex sort of story starts to reveal itself in this nonlinear way as you're sort of looking at different interviews over the course over the course of months. You know, you might you might search a term like body and you get five results that are multiple different interviews with the same woman over the course of the the months that she kept being called in to be interviewed, you know? Mm-hmm. And um yeah. And that's that's it. I mean, all there is really to do is try to sort of unravel the story by figuring out search terms. But it's ah. a have fantastic you finished? Game. Have you gotten all of the ser- the videos? Sounds like a game that it's like Mavis Beacon teaches SEO. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so wait, but I I do it's fantastic. Have, I do have a question about. I mean, when you when you find all of the videos, do you then like have the desire to go back and kind of watch them in order to watch the entire story? Play I actually out? watched a lot of them back in order because, like, when you first start, it's confusing as fuck. You're like, "What is this lady talking about?" Because I just have five videos over the course of months, and I've just searched another term, and I have like five more videos. You really don't know what the hell she's talking about, but like the the story is so intriguing that it's really hard to stop and not want to go on. And then, um, like, at some point when you've got, like, 70% of the videos, you get a chat message that's just like, are you done down there? And you can say yes, and that basically ends the game, and you get your you get the credits. But you won't necessarily have any idea what the hell happened. Hmm. And even if you do finish it and get them all, you still may not have any idea what the hell happened. Because it's, uh, it's one of those things where there's, there's like, 18 fan theories about... What what actually happened? Because it's that kind of open ended story. Gotcha. But um, it's fun to theorize and talk about. So I suggest you all play it. It takes like maybe a two hour sitting. There's a way to cheat at it. I won't say what the way to cheat is. There's a way to cheat and like where you can just kind of get all the videos. But I won't tell you. Is it by get, getting the exact right word order? No, it's there's there's just kind of a way to cheat the system that you can look up if you want. But if I'm I going to YouTube it, and nope. entering up. Her story, every yeah. video. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's one. Way, that's one way. If I, yeah, I won't say it because I don't want to encourage. Because it's it's fun mm. to find them out of order. That's interesting. That when I talked to you earlier today and mentioned uh, what I was planning to do in terms of the top five, you seem to assume that her story would be on that because that's like the first thing you said was I can talk about her story. Oh well, I meant I meant in this segment, but it's ah, yeah. it real. I know it's. I think because we play and pay attention to so many games, I think people who like write about games and talk about games for a living have a tendency to just get really excited by fucking anything that's different. <laughs> and that I is like, and then it comes off as like, oh, you just like it because it's some indie fucking shit or whatever. Mm. And it's like, well, yeah, kind of. It's just something yeah. that this is like, I've never played a game like this. Because this game has indie and he's fucking shit. <laughs> There's so it's much amazing. Can, there's just so much more I can say about this game than a lot of games because it's. I've never played anything like it. I want to talk about it more than any other game I've played this year. So hmm. anyway, but I want to talk about it spoiler wise. So go play it and we'll talk about it. Okay, Dave. I know there's one that you've yeah. been dying to bring up that you you and Henry uh, yes. were both like it has to be this. It street has to be this. Pass. Like uh. you and your damn street passes. Yes. Uh, well, there's actually two games. I. I my thoughts have flipped. Like initially, there uh, Nintendo came out with two different Street Pass games earlier this year. There's Ultimate Angler, which is a fishing game where you collect bait from everyone you Street Pass with based on the yeah. color of their shirt, which is you know it's how, a cool idea. Yeah, but uh, they also have Battleground Z, where it's a it's a 
basically a beat 'em up where you're, hit, you're killing zombies with your friends. It kind of feels like a light survival horror, yeah. where you're like it has the Resident Evil classic camera angles, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're going around beating up uh, zombies with whatever hobby they have. Yeah, with whatever hobbies your friends have. So, um, which has revealed that so many people <laughs> who street pass choose video games as their hobby. Yes, which is no shit. You have a 3ds. I know yeah. that. Pick something else, please. I'm t- I'm sick and tired of but like. That's all I do. Uh, half of the people, like I'll I'll street pass with ten people, and five will have Wii remotes. Also, I'm like, are, are video games really a hobby? We call them yeah. that, but aren't most um, hobbies well, kind of creative? Our boss, uh, Giancarlo Varanini, he his hobby is eating well. Yeah, and I know this because that's a rare uh, one. His it's a fork, it's, fork and spoon. Yeah, fork and spoon, and yeah. you just carry them along, and they like sort of just bob jauntily. That also in your doesn't hands. seem like a hobby. I'm no, actually it really that's doesn't. just good living. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually looking. I need to get another. Uh, Eating whale street pass. So, <laughs> if I could give you my uh, 3ds, could you just bring it to your office tomorrow and then get that for me? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. So I started out liking uh, Ultimate Angler more because it's like it's so laid back. It's a fishing game. Uh-huh. You just and fishing games are fun. Yeah, and um, you just basically go to a bunch of islands. You, you collect different fish. You put them in tanks. But it's gotten to a point where I'm starting to get frustrated because. There are certain islands that you can only go to if you street pass with somebody who lives in a different state or different country. Oh, like Hank, Hank, mm. Hank has a uh, Japanese 3DS, so like that's how I get my foreign country island. This I'm probably talking way too much about the, the interest intricacies. No, about I this spent game. way too long talking about Fallout. Chapter, I talked so about an FMB okay. game, so. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, so uh, I could either like save up coins and buy tickets to these. Uh, other state or other country islands, which is the point I'm at now. And when I get to those islands, if I don't have the correct bait, I'm not going to catch the fish. And sometimes if I have the correct bait, I won't get the right fish. And it's it's kind of getting frustrating. And uh, I ultimately, like, when I first started Battleground Z, I thought, this is kind of, like, it's very basic. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I went through all of, like, the main 30 stages or so pretty quickly but now I'm going through every stage again to unlock the medals in every stages because there's like beyond beyond just beating the stages, there's like beat the stage under three minutes, beat the stage without losing any of your without losing any of your weapons because each each of your weapons has a different health bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, use uh, and the 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 hardest thing is find the rare zombie in every stage, and the rare zombie has to do with using a specific weapon in a specific way. So like. Uh, when the one I'm looking for right now, the fork and the spoon eating well, it's spawn a steak from the uh, nor- the knife and fork, which you have to use a special move on a certain amount of zombies on a specific stage. But it's not wow. it's not quite as random as the um, as the ultimate angler game. So at least I can control my own destiny in that game, and I feel a little bit better about it. But they're both among my favorite. They may might they may be my two favorite. Street Pass games, and they've come out with like five or six at this point, and they're all really good. But uh, I would put those two near the top. Monster Manor is also really good. Oh yeah, did that come out this year? That was, I think that may have been 2013. Mm. Uh, yeah, that seems old. Like I just remember, like really just like sit, was it sitting on eggshells? I don't know the ag- actual term. Walking on walking eggshells. Egg, no, I guess I'm, I'm walking sit, on eggshells. I was on pins and needles waiting oh, for the okay. new, waiting for new 3DS games 
because I'm like I, I got into a certain I got into a certain point where I was just straight and passing for the hell of it. Like wasn't getting new puzzle pieces. It was literally just like street passing with people. And and now I have a reason to again at least. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Those are my two favorite. Tyler, what do you yeah. think? <laughs> Uh, I was looking at uh, <laughs> you and Ann are both uh, looking at your phones. I'm sorry, I'm playing Fallout Shelter. No, you know what? I was looking at pictures of Dave while he talked and just Aww. kind of scrolling through them and just kind of imagining it as like a, uh, a monologue occurring mm-hmm. to nice. static images of Dave. <laughs> was Aww. music playing in your head, like sad music? Yeah, or yeah inspirational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like a Civil War documentary. <laughs> I guess mine. Uh, that I, I considered for the list but didn't make it on is, uh, well, Dying Light I thought was really good. Ah. I think I'm in the minority here, but mm. I had a ton of fun with it. It was really fa- fun when I was I playing I played it. some of it. I thought it was cool. All my favorite games this year are open world, mm. uh, except for Splatoon. That's so weird, Michael. And Ori. Um, but I guess Ori is technically open world. Yeah, I know. I, I've got a bit of a fixation. Very unusual. But uh, Westerado Double Barreled uh, was, was cool I think, game. one of the best experiences I had this year. Um, it's by Adult Swim Games. Uh, Looks like an old Commodore 64 game, but uh, just very, very flexible, and it kind of reminded me of the the way of the samurai games, and that like Ooh, you have a nice certain amount language. of influence over how the story develops and what happens, and really your your one goal is to find the man who killed your mother and brother, and uh, to do this you have to get clues from townsfolk about like oh he was wearing a gray hat oh he had a belt with a round buckle uh, or whatever so it's and like guess who yeah but in order to get those clues you have to do favors for oh, people okay. and that involves going on missions and doing stuff and you can do things like uh, uh, the, these uh, this gang of cowboys uh, took over the mine they won't let anyone through to repair the railroad <laughs> And then someone else tells you, like, well, they're just really out-of-work miners, so if you give them some money, they'll probably go away. And then I went to them and, like, I don't have any money. I'll just kill you all. (laughs) (laughs) And so both of those are viable options. Have you spent any time playing the game in co-op? No, I didn't know it had co-op. Oh, yeah, it's got co-op. Did they add that? Well, so I played it for the first time at PAX East, Mm -hmm. and I played it with my friend. Hmm. So it was definitely a thing before the game even came out. Wow, I didn't even realize. I don't played think... co-op, and I don't feel like it really added much to the game, other than, like, you have somebody with you that can help you in hmm. shootouts, but it was mostly just fun because... But can they, like, fuck you up and pull out their gun when you're like, no, don't. Oh, well, that, that's the other thing. You can yes. do that to anybody. Yeah. You can pull out your gun at any time, which is... Yeah. Like, in the middle of a conversation, a you can kill anybody. You can uh, murder all the residents of a town if you want, and then that... that plays into the story. I may I may eat my words hmm. here, but I don't think Adult Swim has published a bad game. Yeah. No. They have a super so super yeah. they have like one of the best track they, records as far as publishing indie they games. They are publishing one game that was at PAX East that I wasn't too crazy about. God, mm. I can't even remember what it was called. It had some weird name. Oh man, there's a game called Duck Game. There oh my god, published. Duck Game's yeah. so good! Duck Game is so freaking good. If you've I got a few people with controllers, like you're just ducks running around these levels. You, there's a button where you can quack. Uh, oh it, god! It's and you can put on different crazy outfits <laughs> and like pick you, up all these weird guns. Is it Traverser that you're thinking of? No. Oh, there was another one that, that was like really out. tough. Or that it is wasn't coming Traverser. Out. It was it. 
maybe an O. I don't. I don't really remember what it was called. Yeah, we've talked about it before. Yeah, but we talked like about it, it right it after. Super Pat hard. Season. They definitely. It was super I want to hear more about the duck game. Super, but duck game is super <laughs> fucking fun, and no. it just kind of goes on forever. So it's just like multiplayer, like local multiplayer, running around a level. You're ducks. You're wearing costumes. You can quack at each other. But you're picking up weapons, but you'll get, like, it'll just be, like, here's a silly level where, like, all the weapons are this one ridiculous thing that's going to cause complete mm-hmm. chaos. And it's, like, whoever's left standing wins. It's one-hit kill, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But you just have, like, ridiculous weapons to pick up around the match. And you're, it's so or the match. fun. It's a lot of fun. It's and a cool game. I was shockingly mm-hmm. really good at it. I was not expecting that. It also just, like, they... I don't know. I just feel like they really have whoever is running their publishing division is like top notch pick, picking awesome indie yeah. indie games and yeah. getting them out there. They're fantastic. But West Serato also has like a sort of like once you finish it, you can play through again in like unlockable hardcore modes where oh. uh, there's an alternate mode where you can play as your brother who gets killed. Is your brother a duck? No, no. no but sorry, Dave. The uh, thing is. Your brother gets killed because he hates hats. <laughs> and the, the thing about Westerado is hats equal back. lives. Oh, you wow. can carry three at a time. When you get shot, they shoot your hat off and you put another one on. If you're not wearing a hat, uh, a shot will kill you. Oof. But you can, you can collect the hats of defeated enemies and wear them. Uh, and your brother refuses to wear a hat. So if you're playing as your brother, one hit will kill you. And you can also play as a Native American version of yourself, in which case the only real difference is you don't use guns, but you have a tomahawk that you throw. But does he wear a hat? Uh, He he wears a feather. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I think you can collect hats and they become feathers or something like Mm. that. Yeah. So I assume, like, if you replay it, it randomizes the character who is the the bad guy. Yeah. And then when you finally confront him, like I remember, I remember doing it. Like I, I kind of like most of the characters in there. Like they, get, it gives you an option to accuse them. But then the one guy, it's like that that was identified by the eyewitnesses. Like he wasn't giving me that option. So I'm like, how do I accuse this guy? And like finally, I just drew my gun on him in the middle of what he was saying. And he's like. You better put that away. And I like cocked the tr- the the hammer, and he's like, "All right, you got me. I'm the one who killed your family." <laughs> and then he like, "But you'll never catch me alive." And he like rides off, and then it takes you to the final stage of the game where you have to go and fight a bunch of. Awesome. Uh, I like look-alikes. that it randomizes like what he looks like, though, because otherwise you could just go online and yeah, be like, exactly. "All right, well, he's wearing gray yeah, pants." I, I, and he has I'm this kind of hat. surprised. The what's the freaking game called? You referenced it earlier, Dave. Uh, who's uh, uh, Guess who? Guess who? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that isn't like m- more Are you game mechanics. Glasses? <laughs> well, no, and the like, because that's an easy Guess thing to randomize, who? like uh, appearance, and then did my family's killer have a mustache? <laughs> and then the, I pretty much see if they have <laughs> the accusation system, because like one of the yeah, reasons I, I wanted to bring up her story is uh, we talk about this at work all the time because we're all a little obsessed with police procedurals and how there are like very few police procedural games. Uh, but it's like the most popular TV genre and just how just that discrepancy of like maybe how hard it is to make a police procedural game but how like that guess who mechanic is totally like yeah. a viable way to do it mm-hmm. I don't know yeah, it's hmm. cool yeah it's a fun game anybody else want to bring up something that you like this year 
I mean, it's oh. it's pretty much just The Witcher for me. <laughs> so if we want to spend more Witcher time talking Fallout about shelter. The Witcher, I can do that. Yeah. But seriously, people on Twitter hit me up if you want to talk about The Witcher because I'm so <laughs> desperate. <laughs> Nobody Aww. else is really playing uh, it. I'm playing it, in. You're playing it. I don't even know what else came. Well, I guess I can like give another shout out to GTA Five, which just oh came out yeah, on PC. thank you. I was hoping you'd bring that up. And and came out on next gen consoles and is better in in every way and is. Came out on next gen consoles last year. Wow, no, that's true. That's true. It did. That's, that's why I probably would have considered for the top five had it not been on yeah. consoles like yeah, two yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah, the PC version was delayed. But yeah, the PC version is excellent and. What sets it apart and what made me consider it for possible inclusion, because I normally don't... Like, if it came out last year and it's a port, nah, forget it. But in this case, it enables mods. And aside from, like, the film director that is in there... That's that's, such a good feature. It's been in, I think, every GTA that's on PC since, like, 3. Or or at least a similar feature. But... uh, it, it has that, but then the mods, the the stuff I've seen on PCGamer.com dot com uh, has been kind of incredible, and it's made me wonder, like, why am I not playing yeah, this absolutely. right now? Oh, and that's the, the that's answer right. is a because I'd have to spend sixty bucks on a yeah. game I already own two copies of, <laughs> and b because then I have to go track down mods, and I Install I honestly don't know how to do that, and maybe get malware. Uh, yeah. That's something I wanted to talk about. I'm so so obsessed with uh, Chris Livingston right now. <laughs> Yeah. Because he writes literally yeah. every single one of my favorite. Features. I tell him all the time. I, say, I tell him Chris Livingston's one of our staff writers who, just like I don't know, Google PCGamer.com Chris Livingston. Chris Li- and, I s- and really please, good. please, you'll, you'll just go read his. They are some of the funniest things I've ever mm. read. Which one was the one he just did? Like he did. This, uh, this isn't the most recent thing, but his thing about I think it was, was it City Skyline or Sim City, where it's like the one person who lives in my city. Oh, he did oh, a Skyline city, thing, yeah. City Skyline, where he only <laughs> yeah. put, he only put one residential square and then just followed the only people yeah. in the city around. But he did his like life. the detective <laughs> who won't who won't touch anything. That was good. That weird My Little Pony ripoff game, yeah. which was so oh yeah, he good. played a horrifying yeah. pony game. Well, you can tell him he he made a. A weird reference to Watership Down in that. Where it's like, <laughs> El Are Ra, El Are Ra, the shining wire. Just like, I don't know where, because like the, the ground was falling away and the sky was black. And like, but that actually got me to go, like, I kind of, I never read Watership Down. I should download the audiobook oh and God, listen to my that. My dad made me read that when I was uh, a kid. I read that. It scared the shit out of me. And a, weirdly, a and I'm like, terrified of rabbits. So. What I've seen of the movie, it's like, the movie, I think, is actually more violent and disturbing yeah, than maybe. the book ever is. That's, really disturbing. Yeah, but I don't know. Way. In the book, they talk about, like, the Warren filling with blood and all this yeah. horrible shit. Well, that's that's like, a Wah! vision that Fiverr has yeah. toward the beginning, but then, you know, everybody gets gassed. It's also, so. like, a... Uh, um, the parable sort of, like, is inspired by the Roman story of how they uh, went and stole all the women. Yeah, the, the Sabine women. The Sabine women, yeah. And obviously, they... They handle it a little better than like uh, you know kidnapping them. Yeah, but uh, but that's well. It's not that they're kidnapping them; it's that they're liberating them from an oppressive society yeah. where they're marginalized. Of course. Yeah. Um, but yes, please, please, just yeah, go read, read everything read Chris Livingston he, has ever uh, done. So for GTA Five on that topic, the he hitchhiking. Did, he, he tried hitchhiking yeah. in GTA Online and has a good story about how most people ran him over. And he also tried to play uh, using the 
filmmaker, whatever it's called, he tried to play as a coyote. Oh, and it's just nice. like it's just the sad life of a coyote trying, an urban coyote trying to live in GTA. Oh. I feel obligated to mention Pillars of Eternity, which oh, I know has and the playing as all bears. Yeah, but it's, that's what reminded me of it because he had the thing where it's like I'm just playing as a party of six bears, as he had like so six <laughs> druids that each had bear companions. He and just he left just, them in a bar. Yeah, he'd leave the druids behind and go adventuring with the bears. Oh. Uh, so good. I don't know why that reminded me of it, but uh, Massive Chalice, I yes. really like that oh, so far. Yeah. I haven't played that uh, at all. I've played a couple hours, and um, I mean, I know XCOM 2 is coming at the end of the year, but this is really scratching that itch in the meantime. Oh, because XCOM 2 is exciting. It's, a, it's, a, it's an RTS game by Double Fine, uh, but I mean, it. It unlike... XCOM, where you can potentially get through the game and with none of your soldiers dying, this people will age out and die. So you've got to like make oh, families. Weird. You've got to you've got to like create kingdoms, marry two people together. Oh, I thought you were talking about XCOM for some reason. No, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yes, I've heard it's kind of like Crusader Kings combined with XCOM in a way where you have like lineages. Yeah, like... yeah. So you've got to like consider like the skills that they have when when you're mm-hmm. putting two people together whether they'll, you're, they'll be you're immortal and 20 years can pass between monster attacks exactly so you just press like fast forward and then it's like oh yeah this person that fought in your last battle died mm-hmm. of old age but you can recruit his kid now they're old enough yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just really cool in that regard mm-hmm. um, but you can't personalize people as much so I'm a little sad about that because I love just the feeling of like yeah, so you died and you died, but you lived in XCOM, the original. So I'm looking forward to that at the end of the year. But this is a good. Uh, I did do that gap. for a while in Fallout Shelter, where I just started naming the vault uh-huh. dwellers after people. But then I started getting to a point where I'm like, <laughs> I don't know enough people. To there do should this. just be an option like sync this with my Facebook feed. Like, don't yeah. don't oh, post anything cool. about it. Just like take the names. That would that, be cool. That would be nice, actually. I would use that yeah. for XCOM if it yeah. just randomly took a name from my Facebook friends. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Um, t- Weird, but kind of cool. This year, I, I, maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like I was a little disappointed by last year in games mm-hmm. in general. But like with Fallout 4 and XCOM 2, unless they're delayed, which hopefully yeah. not, coming out uh, by the end of this year, like it's this is totally it's my year. Already yeah. been really good, and like having, it's, it's it promises to get even better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't but wait for Fallout 4. I, I like do that. feel like I, yeah. Pillars of Eternity, that's one that I, to go back to that, I want to play that more because playing it, like I played it for a couple of hours and I got to like the point where you go through this dungeon and like you, you make decisions that may kill one of your companions and then you get out the other side and you see like some sort of ritual yeah, happening. Same deal, I got about that far. I got that far. Playing it on my Mac, which is a Mac Mini from 2012, kind of <laughs> sucks for games especially, wow. and it crashed. Oh, no. And I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I shouldn't be playing this on my Mac anymore. I'm going to try to play it on my PC. I download it to my PC, start it up, and check it out, and it didn't. It, it won't port my save over from the Mac. Oh, like no. it doesn't do the cloud saving thing between far, platforms. Well, it was it was far enough that it's just like I don't feel like redoing the last yeah. two hours. It's, I've, so, I've heard, you know, only good things. Yeah. I'll um, give it some time. Maybe I'll go back to it. Or maybe not, because new stuff for me to play comes out like every other week now. <laughs> that I, I'm really excited about. But anyway, if nobody has anything further to talk about, uh, let's jump into the community segment. Yeah, Last so week's... The community segment? It is segmenting the community. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I made that joke like six or seven times now. <laughs> I really liked it. Oh, well, thank not you. on every episode, so it was new to me. So last week's question of the week was, which canceled game were you most disappointed to see disappear? Uh, Jar was the first to answer the forum thread, uh, so he gets read first. Call it a short memory, but I don't remember any cancellation pissing me off more than Silent Hills. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. one. There have been a lot of big cancellations, I feel like. Star Wars, 1313. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a big one. I was pretty pretty crushed by the news of Konami bailing on this title. The PT demo was one of the most original, confusing, and terrifying interactive experiences I've ever had. A full game with this level of creativity could have been incredible. And with a master troll like Kojima at the helm, who knows what kind of crazy shit would happen. There's talk about it getting picked up, though, right? Maybe. Well, they they said, like, we're not done with the Silent Hill franchise, but we're not doing Silent Hills. Mm, I thought there were murmurings of Silent Hills. Silent Hills is, like, super canceled in that, like, they just deleted PT from, like, you can't download it anymore. It would be nice if they would re-release it, like, with the Silent Hills stuff taken out. Because I can understand, like, you don't want a promotional thing for your game that's Mm -hmm. not coming out. But at the same time, like, this is... Like the best free thing on yeah. PS4. Why don't you let us have it? It's like the rare thing that you can't put even... put it back out. Charge two ninety nine yeah. for it. You can't even re-download it if you had it before, which is like yeah. There are things on Xbox Live Arcade that have been delisted, but you can always just re-download them. But mm-hmm. it's a rare thing that you can't. So Jar continues. Fear of the unknown would be a constant threat. Mood over jump scares. Konami can eat all of the dicks. I don't even want to think about the canceled Yamaoka soundtrack. Too soon. Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, Triskitable says Metroid Dread. Mo- more recent example, Next Level Games canceled Metroid game they were developing for the 3DS. Nintendo liked it so much they had Next Level Games work- begin work on a Luigi's Mansion sequel. Here's some concept art, and there's some concept art on the forums. But uh, Next Level Games is doing the new Metroid, Metroid games on 3DS. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, so the Metroid... The ones that uh, everyone hates, but... Galactic do... Fun Times, whatever. Yeah. yeah, but it's being made by the company that's made... Nothing but great games for Nintendo since they've started making Nintendo games. So, it comes on slack. Yeah, no, I mean, this this happens every time anyone yeah. tries something new with a beloved formula. It happened with Metroid Prime. It happened with Wind Waker. Um, you know, just, you kind of have to take it on faith <clears throat> that, like, even if this looks fucking stupid, Nintendo's yeah. probably going to do something fun with it. So, I, yeah. Ironically, the one time people cut people slack about making a game for Nintendo was when Team Ninja did Metroid Other M. And they nope. probably shouldn't no. have cut any slack for no. that. Well, I think that that's not cutting slack because nobody was upset when they saw that. Everybody was like, super oh. excited. It's like the people who do Ninja Gaiden are going to do a Metro game. This is going to kick so much ass. And then it didn't. <laughs> uh, Moan for Stallone says, I still stay up some nights dreaming of what could have been with Platinum Games. Stop or my mom will shoot for the <laughs> Sega 32X. What? I don't know. I don't know if that's true, <laughs> yeah, but I, it's it's but it close enough happen. to reality that I'm gonna say. Yeah. Every time it. I think of Stop or my mom will shoot, I think about taking a flight <laughs> from New York to to Madrid, where the uh, the the stewardess was very confused about the title and it's like, our in-flight movie is Stop or my mom will shoot you. <laughs> I don't know. And this this was back when, like, oh, flying on an airplane, you got one screen that everybody had to look at, and you could either watch it or listen to the terrible in-flight radio. 
I like to imagine that same stewardess was doing all the voiceover, like, I am, uh, still rock? Sylvester, still rock? I'm going to shoot my mother? What? I don't know. My mother this. will not shoot me. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, though, continues uh, Moan for Stallone. Nice, nice uh, tie in there, Stallone. Stop with my mom will shoot. Acclaim Studios' 100 Bullets adaptation looked pretty legit for its time, but sadly was never to be, since it was canceled for the PS2 and Xbox in 2004, and then canceled again for the 360 and PS3 in 2007. Uh. Insert Killer Instinct style voice. <laughs> Heartbreaker. <laughs> um, Lucky Seven says. That Pirates of the Caribbean game, Armada Ooh. of the oh, Dam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've that's talked a good about one. that a few times we on have. the show, I think. We have, at least once, in depth. I think it was Cancelled <laughs> Games where we talked mm. about it. I think it was called, seemed very promising. Also, Star Wars 1313. Mm. Yeah. Yep, there we go. There aren't enough uh, no, pirate heard games. It wasn't very good. What? I said, I've heard it wasn't very good. But Star it Wars? Had- yeah. It had such an interesting... Pre- like, it I would have wanted to be a bounty hunter well, there on was Coruscant. Just, there was just sort of word that the new Visceral Star Wars game kind of takes after it. Hmm. So you might get to sort of play something similar after That's all. Good. Yep. Uh, Cody Stovall says, I'm going with the canceled Metroid game, same as Skittable. I've wanted to get into a 2D Metroid and a new Copycat. one at that, but not the Fed game of E3. Uh, Federation game of E3. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Stevie Joe says, Time Splitters 4. Even with last generation's obsession with crowbarring in online multiplayer and co-op, we never got one of the few games that actually would have benefited from it already having local multiplayer and co-op. Yet instead of Marines or Soldiers, we could have had chaotic shootouts with Clown Dwarves with chain guns, Snowmen with flamethrowers, and Monkeys hurling bricks and baseball bats on a blimp. Yeah, that sounds rad. Sega Galactico says the announcement that Mega Man Legends 3 was going to 3DS was the main reason I had bought that handheld. No regrets now that I've had it for a while, but I still wish I had gotten a chance to play Mega Man Legends 3. Before that, there were two other games that I was really excited for. StarCraft Ghost, which somehow mentioned was somehow mentioned, and True Fantasy Live Online. TFLO was a weird little MMO planned for the original Xbox made by Level 5, I remember I believe. that. I remember always following into magazines and online until I finally stopped hearing about it. Yeah, that did seem interesting. So Tenka says, my answer is not only a bit more old school, but also exists as a fully playable ROM. So I'm not sure if it counts. But I think California Star- Raisins? <laughs> I think Star Fox 2 would have had oh. been rad to see officially released. It's a very different beast from the first game in Star Fox 64, but the strategic defense replay, or sorry, the strategic defense gameplay adds more variety to an otherwise straightforward action series. I understand that Super FX ship and the Rise of N64 would made it impractical to manufacture, but it's still a better Star Fox game than anything from Star Fox Adventures onward. But not Star Fox on, Star Fox on Wii U. Oh, Hopefully. Star Fox Adventures. I'll mention one for me. Well, I was going to say StarCraft Ghost, but eh, I'm not that sad about it. But mine's an obvious one. I'm surprised no one's brought up yet. Prey 2. Uh... Oh, oh, shit, yeah. yeah. That looked fun. I remember covering it. I liked the original Prey. It looked nothing like the original Prey. Um, but well, it was kind of the opposite perspective, where rather than being hunted, you were a bounty hunter. Yeah, it just uh, it just looked uh, super cool, but apparently it wasn't actually as cool as it looked, so we've heard. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, well, that that's the thing that I'm, I'm kind of... The more I find out about 
the way that game development works, the more I realize, like, oh, games aren't canceled because the studio just decided nobody would buy it or, you know, they're just yeah. being dicks to their, their audience. Like, there's always a reason, and usually it's because the game sucked. Also, you find out that they throw a shit ton of development money into crunching to make an E3 demo that looks amazing. Yes. That is not necessarily, like, work going toward the actual game. It's work going toward a really good-looking E3 demo, and it's like... A vertical slice. Yeah, and that's actually, like, a problem I've heard cited by developers. They're like, this this is horrible. We've had to, like, crunch for three months to make a great-looking E3 demo that isn't even part of the game. Or, or even if it is, like, now we have to work it into the game somehow. Uh, TranquilBez22 said, For me, it would be This is Vegas from Midway. Uh, as a 14-year-old, <laughs> I was disappointed. Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I was kind of disappointed, too, because, like, remember they were they were putting out, like, maps and mm-hmm. shit for it? <laughs> They're coming up with a whole mythos for it. As a 14-year-old, I was disappointed, but now I see why it was canceled in the first place. It had the looks of a bad GTA clone with the financial backing of a dying publisher... A modern-day open-world Vegas game would be cool, though. Here's hoping for a Lost Venturas expansion in GTA V. Oh, that would be pretty badass. Uh, Dreamsphere says, Mine was Dirty Harry the game. Mm. I was really psyched to be able to play as Dirty Harry. I imagined that as a GTA game, but one, but one, but you're on the side of the law. Also sort of sounding... Clint- so, L.A. Noir? Yeah. Also, that sort of true crime, that sort of Clint Eastwood voice acting they had in your trailer, laughable, yes, but left you thinking, is it him? No, okay. Uh, you need to ask yourself one question: Do I feel dirty? <laughs> well, do you, punk? <laughs> and then he rolls in some mud. <laughs> I want to appreciate Aaron Baba's Tyler Wild cyberpunk. Cybler Wild. Uh, yeah. Cybler Wild. Yes. Cybler Wild. I am a cyberpunk, uh, forging katanas. Uh, I should read his if I'm going to thank him. Aaron Baba said, uh, Ha, beat me to it. Star Wars 1313 looked fun. I mean, it was a glorified sizzle reel. Who knows what the final product would be, how much it might have fucked with the already fucked canon. But that doesn't matter. It was LucasArts' last shot. Too bad. Don't worry. Disney owns Star Wars now. We're going to get a lot of Star Wars games and stuff and everything. TV shows, merchandise, Mm. Ah, so much Star Wars stuff. Uh, Counterweight72 says, The cancellation that most disappointed me was uh, Valkyrie Profile 3 Hurst, which I didn't know existed. Hurst? Hurst. H-I-R-S-T. Not like Ah. the Hurst Mansion or, uh, you know. I was a huge fan of the Valkyrie Profile series. Can you call it a series if there's two games and a remake? Yes. Mm. Why not? Yeah. It's Uh, a series if there's more than one game. Original story and game mechanics made this RPG an enjoyment to play. I sunk so much... It was an enjoyment. (laughs) (laughs) I sunk so much time into Valkyrie Profile Lenneth for the PSP that I almost got fired for playing on the clock (laughs) at my coffee shop job during college. I tried to install uh, games on the DOS PCs Mm. I had at the Winchester Mystery House. Uh, it didn't what? really work out. We we still use like a DOS program for ticketing. Like they just never updated anything. You worked at the Winchester Mystery House. Yeah, I've told stories about it. Yeah, so many I've times. told stories about this it. This is the first times. I've heard of it. Yeah, I totally. I sold tickets. I sold overpriced yeah. tour tickets. Wow. <laughs> is there any other kind? <laughs> yeah. No, it was crazy. They were so expensive. 
And there were like hot, angry people in San Jose who came a long way in line that were fun. Damn it! Right. I paid good money to see a ghost. Yeah, I uh, want a balloon with not, a sheet draped over to hot drop as down from the ceiling. No, no, no! Like it's, uh, <laughs> San Jose is a hot city, hmm. as in it's 100 yeah. degrees. There's a long line. People are angry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll read one more because it's uh, the one I said. Okay. Uh, uh, Cap and Fun Time says, "Pray too." I got so excited to play it that I went and bought the original Prey. Literally the next day, Prey 2 got canceled. Fuck. Uh, I don't know that's true because like, they've been so vague about yeah, I, whether or not it's canceled. I, now it definitely is, but I've been meaning I think, to right? give the original. <laughs> it is. I think they have. Have they officially said no? Yeah, they've officially, officially said it's, it's over? Yeah, it's okay. over. Uh, yeah, the original Prey like, looked nothing I, like Prey 2, I've but it was been, pretty fun. Yeah, I've been wanting to give it a second chance for like the last ten years, so I probably never will, but... Yeah. Uh, it has that one fantastic moment right at the beginning when, like, some rednecks are picking mm-hmm. a fight in a Native American bar, and all of a sudden, like, a big light shines through the ceiling, and it plays, like, Don't Fear the Reaper really loud yeah, while you and your girlfriend is. get kidnapped by aliens. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a fun game. This might be racist, but I always mix that up with the darkness. Well, it's so because it, Tommy kind of yeah. looked like, um, what's his face from the darkness? Oh, uh, God, what was his name? Um... Tommy Darkness. It could have been Tommy Darkness. <laughs> what? I this has been both, a... I played both the Darkness games. I don't know why I can't remember. This has been a horrible episode yeah. for, for forgetting names. names. Oh my like, God. my God. And why Toby do I... Toby Atkinson? Why do I remember? <laughs> Milo Acker... Ac- Type, was it Ackerman? Yeah, no, Toby Ackerman. Ackerman. God, I can't even get that name right. <laughs> I can't even get the it fake name right. Milo. Milo Ackerman. Mm-hmm. No, but then uh, Toby. Then, uh, yeah, then I took Toby. But why do I remember the name of the protagonist from Prey and not the Darkness, which is a series I fucking loved yeah. and played both games to death. Panty Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Panty a character. Yeah. And by we, I mean yeah. you. I've copyrighted him. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I think it was Dower Badarm. Dower Badarm. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't his arm all fucked up? Yeah. Or something? Well, he had like Jackie maybe. Estacado. Jackie, of that's course. Right. Tommy and Jack. I'm gonna get a plate plate of escatado when I go home. Yeah. Escatado. Mm. <laughs> that sounds good with like the uh... mole. <laughs> oh, is that mole sauce? Oh. No. I did, did this Some, conversation uh, just stop? Well, yeah, yeah, what's that tiny rice? I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> quinoa? Esti- yeah, escado with some tiny quinoa. Tiny rice. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's what the uh, uh, sun-dried tomatoes really will make you yeah. get a kick, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tiny rice, also a great okay, so game character. Before I read something from the forums, I wanted to just read this thing that I just saw pop up on my Facebook feed. Because we were talking about PT just not mm. that long ago. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, some fans are making a spiritual successor to PT called Allison Road. And oh, wait, just let me play the news thing. Based on this one image they've attached to the story, nope. <laughs> nope. But, so, I'm just going to go through and read, like, their little, the people who are making it their summary. They've said it's, like, a mix, sounds like a mix of Silent Hills and Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, You take on the role of the unnamed protagonist who wakes up one day without any recollection of prior events. Over the the course of five nights, it's your objective to uncover the whereabouts of your family, unravel the mysteries of the house, and face off against dark entities that are nestled deep within the house while the clock is restlessly ticking toward 3 a.m. What would you do if you could feel something stalking you in the dark in the safety of your own home? If you couldn't tell what's real and what's not. 
I feel that every day, and it's so Chris. Allison Road, <laughs> and then... Um, God, I hope it's enabled for Oculus Rift. This is on... Uh, I found... Well, this story popped up on my feed through Kotaku. I'm guessing it's in a ton of places. But yeah, look up Allison Road. There are apparently 13 minutes of gameplay that have been revealed. Ooh. So I'm going to watch that as soon as yeah. this is over. Have not watched it yet. It's almost but, as long uh, as it takes to play through PT. Why are people making games like <laughs> inspired by PT? It's such a short game. And it's one hallway. I'm, I'm so down for it. It's only one hallway. See, the it's thing one, is, it's a one hallway to game. It's a refrigerator. It's going to fall on you. Allison Road sounds more like Five Nights at Freddy's yeah. mixed with Gone Home. I thought it was mm. like an. Uh, which is like, it's basically just the horror version of Gone Home, which Alice, was what I kept going through Gone Home yeah, thinking Alice was going to happen. What everybody expected. Which, Michael, we. I don't know if we've talked on the show about perception. Oh, yeah. Which uh, is another one cool, that I'm yeah. super stoked on. Yeah, I got a thing that about it. That looks like Haunted Gone Home. <laughs> yeah. I got a thing about that the other day in my email, and, like, for whatever reason, I'd forgotten that I had funded it. And I was like, what the fuck is Perception? I was like, we got a new trailer. Thanks for funding us. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what this is. Did I get on somebody's press list? And I, like, watch it. And I was like, oh, right, it's this. Why don't okay, we say yes. what it is briefly? It's, it's, it's a horror it's game where you're by, blind. By some of the people who make uh, bi- made Bioshock. And, yes, you're blind, but you can sort of see objects by echolocation through yeah. banging your cane on the ground. Yeah, and that, that sounds scary. Mm-hmm. You and know yes, what? there are like these wraith-like things. Like it doesn't even need to be a horror game. Be- I'm terrified of becoming blind. But there's also there are also uh, uh, amidst like the wraith-like things, there are other supernatural aspects in the trailer that we just that you just sent mm-hmm. me that they put out. Uh, that they put rappers. out. There's like a you go into a closet and you're suddenly in this graveyard and there's a woman crying somewhere and you walk towards her and you turn around. There's one of the wraiths and you have to run as fast as you can. Hide under the bed. It just looks so freaky, yeah. and, and then I you look like that kind of. Thing. You, you run into the bedroom and turn around, and like, oh, it's just a closet again. Yeah, yeah. like the looks, graveyard's gone. It looks gone. really interesting. So go check out Perception if you have not. You seen know, what's scarier is I back this thing, the uh, Ocuchris Rift Tista, <laughs> and it's just you put it on, and all you can see is hair, like all around. Uh, you. uh, <laughs> You're just like in a forest uh, of hair. Just look or look down and it's like a four foot afro I mean, extending pe- from your crotch. People say VR is the future. I really don't think that it's gonna take off. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand it. Uh hired pun back mm-hmm. to back to the community yes, segment. Of course. Hired pun says the pre dice battlefront is something I'll always be curious about. I fear the new Battlefront is a reskin Battlefield four, which has maps that are just too big and spread out to feel like they're a battle. More like a series of skirmishes. Uh, if you're curious, it's on Steam with, I think, the online play still enabled. So go grab it. It's not very expensive. I think he means, like, I'm not talking about Battlefront 2, but he, he's oh, pres- oh, presuming no, there okay, was another I, one I understand, yes. Yeah, yeah there wasn't there Battlefront 3? Battlefront 3 yeah. that was canceled. And and then, yeah, okay. I remember seeing concept art where you could be a Sith uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I, I just briefly forgot what the topic was. Yeah. Be- being I'm that curious I'm, about this. Being that I know people who have played the new Battlefront, uh, I can say what I've heard is that, yeah, some of the maps feel too big, but it's not a reskinned battlefield. Sort of in a like the way I heard it was sort of yeah. in a negative way. Yeah. Like it was kind of too simple to like aim and hold down a hose of lasers yeah. at someone in the distance, and that it just felt too simple and not that fun. But at the same time, Battlefront was always 
fun for it. Like Battlefront Two was fun for how kind of goofy and dumb it was hmm. sometimes. So I will say maybe it, that's good. At E three, I walked by the bank of. Uh, they have like a giant bank of like forty two PCs oh. or something that like people can sit and play network multiplayer matches. It's the same setup they had for Battlefield Four. Yeah, like last year or the year before, and. Uh, I will say, like, I was looking up at the, the trailer they were playing, and it was absolutely jaw-dropping. And I looked at the, the screens, it's like, this also looks amazing, but it's on Hoth, so everything just looks like snow. <laughs> yeah. And this is not very interesting to watch. It, I'm going to go back to looking at the trailer now. It is pretty breathtaking, like, uh, graphically, so far. Um, I mean, obviously that's a sort of shallow way to judge it, but um, I, I hope for it. Anyway, Yeah, well, I'll keep reading cool. these and... Well, I'm going to finish reading the answer that I started. Oh, yeah. Oh, please. We uh, We keep interrupting. Tangents occur. Hired Pun continues with, Old Battlefront had a feeling of momentum that one player could affect due to a smaller map. Could affect due to a smaller map. Yeah. Uh, So you felt more like you had agency, I think, because the maps were smaller. Um. Also, the vehicles in in Battlefront were pretty tough, and they are really squishy in Battlefield 4. I feel like Battlefront's unique feel may be lost in the redesign. I was a poor kid, and Battlefront was my only game for a long time, so I'm overly attached to the franchise. TLDR, pre-dice Battlefront because the current one may be overly influenced by modern Battlefield. I hope it's good. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. You know what, though? Because we're going to get a good Star Wars game. It might take five of them, but (laughs) they're going to keep fucking putting them out. Yeah. One of them's going to be good. I want a new KOTOR. God. That'd be cool. You have one. It's called The Old Republic, and it's an MMO. No, I don't want that. I didn't want that. I didn't want that. Tedador says, I'm bummed that the Streets of Rage reimagining never came to fruition. I put reimagining is in in quotes. Um, Although the leaked footage, which he links to, doesn't really capture what I found great of the original 16-bit games. It still gave me a glimmer of hope of what could have been, though. Also, there could have been a chance to hear new Yuzo Koshiro beats. Mm. Yeah. Though it's uh, it's not that difficult to imagine Sega messing up transi- transitioning a, a series from 2D to 3D. Yeah. At all. No, it's been done. Actually, they haven't done... They, I don't think they did it successfully ever. Mm. I'm not what? sure that anyone has, except for Mario. Yeah. Zelda. Mm-hmm. Anything Nintendo made? Uh, Those Donkey Kong 3D games, I didn't like them at the time. Yeah. Some people did. The one Donkey Kong 3D game. You know what I want? You know what I want, Dave and Michael? What? Fez 2. Come back, Phil Fish. Come back. It'll never happen. He's gone forever. That was a canceled game. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I'm not going to do it, you guys. Here's a secret. I wasn't that into Fez. I thought it was okay. It's confusing. Goodbye to all my online friends forever. I'm the same same jerk who doesn't like Braid. (gasps) (laughs) Canadian Tuxedo, great name, says, Castlevania Resurrection on Dreamcast. Yes, thank you. Somebody said it. I pre-ordered my Dreamcast when I heard a Castlevania game was getting made for it. That got canned, but the DC ended up being one of my favorite consoles, so I owe that to Castlevania, I guess. Footage shown from the cancel game looks terrible anyway. Well, still better than CB Judgment, at least. Yeah, that that game was like, yeah, two of the Belmonts are caught in a time warp. It's Sonya Belmont, who uh, will eventually be retconned out of the series, mm. 
and uh, some like 19th century Belmont who looked kind of like Tim Curry with a goatee. Spice. Speaking of footage mm. that looks bad, have you guys seen the footage of the new Harvest Moon game? No. <laughs> oh my oh. god, it looks so embarrassing. Is that the one that uh, Natsume is making itself? Yeah, oh, with like okay. another developer, and it looks like For what? Uh, like iOS, Android, oh. PC. It looks really bad. Oh. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's the first one coming to PC. Too. Brian says, as someone who put hundreds of hours into the N64 Ken Griffey Jr. games, I was really excited for Nintendo's MLB Pennant Chase. I played a lot of solo seasons. You can relate to this, right, Dave? Mm-hmm. I played a lot of solo seasons as a teenager in the 90s, and my best friend and I played countless two-player World Serieses in our 20s with built-in cannabis rewards for home runs, triple plays, and grand slams. Therefore, I was super excited for Nintendo's style of arcade baseball gameplay. When it was delayed, I was hoping it was because they were moving it up to the Wii. Except for MLB Power Pros... I haven't liked a single baseball game since Ken Griffey Jr. Slugfest and was disappointed with each year that went by with no announcement. Come on, Angel Studios. Let's get some Robinson Cano's double play. (laughs) Yeah, the Mario uh, Sluggers for Wii wasn't that good. Um, Yeah, they just stopped doing regular... It's it's ironic because Nintendo is the one uh, video game company that owns a baseball team and they haven't made a good baseball game since... uh, (laughs) The 32-bit the generation. <laughs> they should do a game yeah. where like the only play, it's only Mariners players. Yeah. You can just play as the Mariners against the Mariners. <laughs> King Griffey Jr. is King Griffey Jr. Baseball, starring only King Griffey Jr. In the He's future, all baseball teams have been destroyed except for the Mariners. <laughs> they must now fight in intramural games. <laughs> I'd like to do a, at some point in the future, Michael, I'd like to do a games we wish had stayed canceled. <laughs> we can mm. talk about Duke Nukem forever. Uh. And, uh, <laughs> There's probably others. Um, Fr Duff, or possibly Foctor Duff, I don't know, says, For the longest time, I was super disappointed Shenmue 3 was canceled. Anyways, my answer now would be the Vita version of Bioshock Infinite. Wow, literally nobody else said that. I wasn't disappointed at the announcement initially. It wasn't until Ken Levine said it would have been a Final Fantasy Tactics-style thing set in pre-fall rapture. That sounds sounds cool. I love strategy RPGs and would love to see something done in that era. I guess I'll just have to stick with S- XCOM and Massive Chalice. That was such a weird announcement. That was at E3, right? Where it's like yeah. Ken Levine saying, like, Vita, it looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, he was oh, also man. like, yeah, we talked a bunch of shit about Move, but then Sony came and ta- showed it to us and like, oh, yeah, you can do like this or like this. And he was like gesturing like, that- oh, you could use it like swing it in the air for the, the sky hook or whatever. It also reminds me that, you know how everyone does before E3, they do it like, games we hope to see at E3? We have all collectively forgot that they're making a new Bioshock game, like without Ken Levine. Mm-hmm. I completely like, really. Oh, they they definitely are. They've said the series isn't over. Yeah, they've already done it once. Yeah, they, yeah, they're gonna do it again. But I completely forgot that there will probably announce next year be a yeah. new Bioshock game that may or may not be good. I don't not know. Bioshock Two was, was really good. Fine. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah, no, respect to that. And then Minerva's Den, uh, as I recall, was very good. Yeah, and And they went on to make Gone Home, so that's that's true. But wait, uh, do you think 2K will still be publishing, even though Irrational's gone? Yeah, I think they will make a new Bioshock game. 2K owns the IP, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they'll they'll still publish it, but I don't know who will make it. Yeah, but um, I I did want to say it's kind of weird. In Arkham Knight, I've noticed certain things. Like, with uh, Bioshock, you had Bioshock 1... And Bioshock 2 was like the illegitimate sequel. 
Bioshock Infinite, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. references Bioshock 1, but at no point does it reference anything <laughs> yeah. in 2. Meanwhile, you compare that to Arkham Knight, which is the third legit sequel after yeah. an quote-unquote illegitimate sequel, Batman Arkham Origins, was made by a different studio. And yet, Knight still references and incorporates some of the things from Origins. Oh, that's Origins. so nice of them. Yeah. Well, because it's like, a, it's like Infinity Ward and Treyarch used to have like this like real Call of Duty game sort of dispute. And it just always mm-hmm. struck me as like really petty and stupid. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if you ever want to uh, get a really good reaction out of the the president of Treyarch, uh, refer to his studio as the B Team for Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do that, did you? I I swear did. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Well, that's not as bad. In 2011, uh, uh, we went to PAX what, PAX East. I don't remember which one it was. That was right after the tsunami in Japan, and I was interviewing a Japanese developer. And the first thing I said was, uh, "How's it going?" And that interview never recovered. Because uh, <laughs> it was just like, well, not very good. You can't be casual with the Japanese. <laughs> Except in very rare cases. I laughed, but it was a tragic situation. When you said, how's it going, the interpreter was like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't. Bad is the answer. <laughs> and his answer was bad. Badly. And I totally <laughs> forgot that it happened. I'm having no fun here. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about my family. Yeah. It wasn't good. Yeah. Finally, Porsche Monkey says... I was devastated when they canceled Bulletstorm 2 and made Gears of War Judgment instead. Someone should kill Marcus Phoenix's dick. Bulletstorm's not gone. This just came up in the news like the other day. Bulletstorm's not gone. People Can Fly is no longer part of Epic. They're independent again. That's true. Make another one. And they own the IP, so it's win-win. I mean... The only reason to announce this is because they're getting ready to announce yeah, yeah. Bulletstorm, right? Uh, it'd be so great. Yeah, I, love cool that game. Game. Yeah. I, I have to read this just because, number one, it's something nobody else has said, and okay. the guy panders to me at the end. Uh, <laughs> Andy K250 says, The cancel game I wish I could play the most is Socks the Cat Rocks the Hill, which was mm-hmm. heavily advertised for Super NES, but was sadly never released. I'm sure it's a mediocre Bubsy-like, but Socks the Cat was pretty cool back in the day. He's probably dead now. Yeah, rest in peace, Socks. Mm. Also, did you guys know that the short-lived Hulk Hogan vehicle Thunder in Paradise had a SNES game in development? What? Pretty rad. Anyway, in honor of this week's top five, here's a list of the top five versions of Jaws Unleashed. Jaws Unleashed for Xbox. Jaws Unleashed for PC. Jaws Unleashed for PS2. That Jaws Unleashed final beta disc that just has a crude drawing of a lunging shark as its label. That PS2 copy of Echo the Dolphin, Defender of the Future, you thought you were buying, but instead had a Jaws Unleashed disc inside. <laughs> <laughs> the disc oh, yeah. is coming from inside the box. <laughs> You're uh, kind uh, of doing Jerry still. Yeah. Jerry, look, Seinfeld's on Hulu. It's a that is, that's the best new release of this week. Yeah, Seinfeld, Seinfeld on Hulu. Uh, that explains all the impressions. The watch, very, watch very bad impressions. On YouTube, watch the beginning of Seinfeld, and then watch the first four episodes, because it's great. Because they talk about how they got like sort of picked up for a special, didn't really do that, did a one-off, and then like they got the vote of confidence to do only four episodes, yeah. and Larry David mm-hmm. like freaked out like he always does. It's great. Here's my Seinfeld impression. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was That's like good. he was in the room, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> the room by him. Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> if only he had been in that. No. Oh, that would be... Hi, Mark. You're my favorite customer. <laughs> <laughs> I have breast cancer. <laughs> 
anyway. Um, so new question of the week. Uh, this one's obvious. But what uh, what's your favorite game released in 2015 so far? Uh, I think we've all kind of given our own answers. Yeah. But let us know. Uh, go to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. First person to start the thread by posting the question of the week and answering it gets read first on next week's show. Or you can go to videogameapocalypse.com and answer under the uh, answer in the comments for episode 119. So that's pretty much our show. We're going to go out with a quick round of plugs. Who wants to start now that Chris is in here? Oh, no. Uh, well, it's up to I'm you not, to, to carry the Patreon <clears throat> torch, Dave. No pressure. Uh, oh, my God. There's been so many cool things you guys have funded through Patreon in the last uh, two weeks or so. Uh, Patreon.com slash laser time. We are doing a uh, weekly uh, Monday movie night where it's a, it's more than just a commentary. We will we will stream us watching the movie. You can follow along with us watching the movie. Do com- leave us comments and we'll talk about it with you while we're all watching it. Uh, we've done it twice already with Back to the Future and Terminator Two. Uh, and in addition to that, we have a bonus time, which is like a basically an extra episode of Laser Time where we just talk about what we've like been consuming over the last week or so and uh, talking about neat things you guys have interacted with us about. And um, also, we have wrestling commentaries. So I we just put up the first one of those. So yeah, patreon.com slash laser time. You can get all this bonus stuff. In addition to uh, laser time itself, we did an episode about robots this week. Uh, Cape Crisis. We're going to have a special guest on this week. And um, I think that's it. Yeah, VG, uh, VG Empire. I think, I can't remember what Brett did recently, but... It was a good episode. Double Dragon. Good episode. Oh, How yeah. do you guys pick the movies that you watch for Monday Night Movies? Uh, it's usually something anniversary-based. Also, but also, are you going to do Double Dragon? Because now you've, you've done a yeah, we VG Empire to. about the games, which I'm a little... <laughs> I was a little annoyed when I saw it. I was like, why didn't they ask me? I fucking love this series. I think he taped it at E3 oh, in a hotel okay. room. He definitely yeah, I, did I wasn't that. there yeah. or anything, so I totally couldn't have. <laughs> you were always in Brett's hotel room the entire time. I was! <laughs> God damn it. Haunting it. I'm going to uh, find out he was like right next to me. But we did, uh, we, I mean, we did Terminator... Because there's a new movie. Yeah, we did Back to the Future because it's the 30th anniversary. I think we're going to do Guardians of the Galaxy soon because of the new movie. So it, it basically, if something's coming out, that's... Volume 2. Yeah, that's tied mm-hmm. to it. Or if there's what an anniversary. I didn't hear about that. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 official Oh, sorry. Name. No, Guardians of the Galaxy we're doing because of Ant-Man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Makes sense. And that's uh, it. Uh, yeah, I guess just follow me on Twitter or whatever. Tyler underscore wild. You'll regret it. Uh, watch the Monday night movies thing. Yeah. It's fun. I watch them <laughs> from work, and sometimes Sweet. show up in the back of the stream yeah. putting groceries away. <laughs> um, follow me on Twitter at BDR Ann Lewis because I really, really need people to talk about The Witcher with. Mm-hmm. Um, also, back to that Patreon thing. Please donate because. Yeah. For the love of God, I keep getting distracted by the fact that Tyler has black mic uh, headset shit all <laughs> over his fucking face. Yeah. There's like it's on his nose. Yeah, it's all right over his me. neck. Yeah. On my nose? It is God. De- it's in yeah. your beard. Oh. It's fucking everywhere. Chris needs to buy us new headsets. Please, please donate to that Patreon yes. yeah. because I'm tired of finding black 
goop on my face yeah. and on Tyler's face for days or even weeks after. <laughs> and I'm tired it's of terrible. having to ceaselessly yeah. run my tongue over this mic that uh, yeah. the, the rest of you have all done the same thing. Oh, too. I when I get bored, I just. Yeah. Stick oh, my face that. right onto it, which is a terrible idea yep. because you just got what? 18 diseases. Oh no, it tipped. I fucked eh, up. Don't worry. It's Chris okay. put his butt on that. You have anthrax I now. I know. I have everything now. <laughs> you have antistithrax. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in way too close quarters with Chris Antista to not have diseases. Oh. <laughs> oh no! I broke it. I broke uh, the it, mic, guys. Oh, we better need buy us a new one. It's so fucked up. Uh, oh, oh my no. god! <laughs> now we have a now we have a new Patreon goal. Yeah. Oh, Fix what I am Replace broke. what I broke. It, uh, it now these they've got like a. a I can fix. I'm this. glad you they, did that. They've got a kilometer worth of uh, rubber bands connected. You just gotta like find new hooks for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fixed it. It's yeah. Okay. So follow follow me on Twitter at Wikiparas or follow the show at VG Apocalypse. I always post immediately there uh, whenever I post the show, so if for some reason you're not already subscribed, you'll get a notification of when the show's live, and you can go look at the article and answer the question of the week and be the first! Um, also, we, we're, we tend to go up on uh, Friday or late Thursday night now, mm. because I have a job and can no longer edit the podcast with the same timeliness that I used to. So apologies for the shift, but I hope you'll bear with us. And also, please go look at my stuff at uh, blog.ub.com. I just put up... Or just ubblog.com. Yeah, You'll find ubblog, either way. Whatever. I, I write for ubblog. I just put up a really in-depth piece about the combat in Assassin's Creed Syndicate. It's so good, guys. I spend a bunch of time with the Seriously. demo more than anyone else because I, I have that privilege. Seriously, probably more than anybody else uh-huh. in the company. <laughs> I discovered things that I don't think anyone else has really written about. So, uh, Did you just cut a bunch of people in line at E3? No, I... No. I Cut a bunch of people in line in, uh, in that, like, oh, I have this here at, at my office, and I can play it as much as I want. So go read that, and we'll see you next week. I thought it was about what Dave does to my heart. Mm-hmm. Aww. Aww. Gay. <laughs>